The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Get We demand competition. This is the phenomenal one. H.O. Styles, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. Howdy, folks. This is good old J.R. Jim Ross of the WWE. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. It's showtime, folks! Police officer here? I told you you were too loud. Evidently, the cops are actually here. Here, your host, Trey, JSK, and Errol. That was then. This is now. Ladies and gentlemen, It's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live, with the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. guys welcome to another edition of a wrestling news live exclusively right here sundaynightshowdown.com the sns radio network of course joining me on the line the host of a wrestling news live the trey dog is in the house trey are you with me buddy yeah i think i'm with you i don't know how many other people are with us <laughs> i don't know what the deal is with Ustream. you know we had problems last week before the show went off the air i i think there's just too many people trying to overload that one little stream Thank God we have a backup stream. Uh, I want to thank Rick from the CarnageCrew.net uh, for providing us this stream, and I, I don't know what to say at this point. Well, if I can make it through the show without losing my voice, we'll all be good to go. Well, what's going on with you? You're, I, I'm sick. My daughter was sick all night last night. She uh, was puking all over the place. So me and the three-year-old spent the night down here in the basement so Mommy could sleep, and uh, <laughs> I didn't get much sleep, and I'm not feeling the greatest in the world, but... Wow. Crazy was, things happening, man. I've just had a long day and, you know, six hours of radio that early in the morning, I guess, man, just wears me out. It does tend to do that. Yeah. But, hey, i got to tell you, I was excited going into tonight, and I will admit firsthand, right off the bat, I watched more Impact then I watched Raw, probably two to one tonight. Um, I caught, I feel what needed to be caught on Raw. I know what happened on Raw, but I would quickly turn back to TNA because I didn't want to miss what was going on there. 
and we'll get into all that tonight. I mean, it was, in my opinion, the best Monday night for wrestling we've had since the night Vince McMahon's face appeared on WCW Nitro. Which, in retrospect, when you look back to that moment, uh, I mean, I was a I was a major fan of the uh, of the WWF back in the day, and when they had that simulcast with Vince on both shows, when Vince finally bought out the competition, I was elated, I was ecstatic, but at the same time, it didn't take long for me to regret that elation, that feeling that you know what, Vince McMahon finally beat out the competition. Because that was the problem. We went through a lull for many, many years where there was no competition. And the worst thing that happened to the business. I think I've told this story before. Um, I wasn't I wasn't in Branson that night. And I remember JSK calling me five minutes into the show going, Did you just see that? What's going on? What's with you? you know, this was before the day of at least for us, going to websites and getting the news and knowing what was going to happen. We wanted to be shocked. <clears throat> I stayed away from news sites on Mondays just because I didn't want to know anything. And I can remember my phone blowing up. JSK calling, dude, Vince is on, Vince is on WCW, you know. So... I immediately turn over, and I'm like, holy shit, he is. What's going on? And to be honest, that was the last, you know, what the hell moment on a Monday night in a long, long time. You know, tonight, I think, was less was less of a circus and a better show than we got on January 4th. You know what? I would agree. I, I think that tonight, and I found myself actually, funny story, I found myself watching both shows. I completely missed the opening to Impact, which sucks because I wanted to see this new intro. I wanted to hear this new theme. Uh, I had a lot going on, really too much going on right here in the Sex A household, to be honest. But I actually had both the TV and the computer tonight. On both shows. I was watching Impact on the TV, so yes, I helped give them a rating tonight, and I hope that they did a good rating. Uh, and I had Raw right here on Justin.tv, and I'll be real honest, I spent the majority of my time from the opening segment of Impact to most of the night thinking, you know what? Impact was the better show. There was more wrestling in their product than in WWE's Raw, because every time I went back to go see what was going on with Raw, you had people standing around cutting promos. And to me, that's one of the biggest problems with the product in the WWE right now. And this is, of course, just my opinion. I just have a problem with, you know, no action and just too much talking. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my pants are getting tighter. They're showing baseball on ESPN right now. Uh-oh. We may have lost the trade dog to spring training, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, it's, it's funny you break that up because I was watching Impact and watched um, Hogan and Abyss come to the ring. And I flipped over to Raw because somebody said Undertaker Sean, which I knew Taker was starting the show, but 
and I knew Sean would eventually get involved. They went 14 minutes, including the intro, I guess, with uh, Michael's Undertaker. And we're head-to-head with the whole Sting Abyss, AJ Flair segment one, where Sting came out and officially turned heel. I think that they did a great job with Sting tonight. I mean, not only did he did he, you know, screw Hogan and Abyss, but of all people, he put his hands on Dixie Carter and told her he didn't know her anything and shoved her up against the wall. Holy cow! I mean, that's unreal out of Sting, and people laugh at a Sting heel turn. They're like, "Oh, Sting heel turn, dude." Tonight was off the charts for Sting. I mean, it was just something I've wanted to see them do for a while, but they never went through with it. I mean, they never really gave him a chance to ever be a bad guy. Every time that he teased becoming a bad guy, you know, he was right back to being the old Sting for the people, you know, the the real original people's champ. But not tonight, you know. So I, I enjoyed the, the very beginning segment of both shows. I thought the Undertaker Michaels promo was great. And JJ, I'm not sure how you want to structure this. If we're just going to talk about both, separate the two. How do you want to do this? Well, I think we should probably start off with uh, with Impact, and then we can kind of move to Raw. Before we go any further, though, uh, I actually have someone on the line. I want, to, I want to find out who this is. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Hello. Hello. See ya. I was actually expecting a phone call. I thought that was possibly who it was, but it was an unknown number, so who knows. But no, I, I figure we could actually talk about uh, Impact starting off, since this was their... Big debut on Monday nights, and I kind of felt like they did a very good job delivering the product well, tonight. And like I said, it was it was it was much less the. Uh, I mean, it was like you stored an eight ball of cocaine on January fourth. It was like every time you turned around, boom, 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 boom. TNA was throwing this guy out there, throwing this guy out there, throwing this guy out there, throwing this guy out there. You know, and not everybody they threw out there was worth a shit. It was just like, oh, there's that guy. Oh, there's that guy. You know, tonight, it was like they, they, they rallied the troops. And I have in my notes here, TNA, minus maybe the Motor City Machine Guns, although they were mentioned several times. Um, I can't think... Of anybody that needed to be on the show tonight that wasn't on the show tonight. Right. I mean, they did a great job. They worked in beer money. They worked in uh, Jarrett. You know, they worked in beer money, which was the big thing before. Everybody was like, oh, they got all these old parts on there and no beer money. Beer money went heel tonight as well. I know there was a lot of going heel. Hold on one second, Trey. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Hello. Hello, who is this? Sean. What's up, Sean? What can we do for you? Um, yeah, I, just wanted, I just wanted to know something. 
And what's Hello? that? Tonight it was beer money versus um, cherry, right? Right. So does that mean that beer money is our heels again? Yeah, it looks like they've they've turned heel. But, but, but why? But, like why against Jared? Like, but, like did they they never like beer money? Like they never appear on TV anymore. Like, like they mostly never appear on TV. Like it was just um. They've like, been on TV the last three weeks. Yeah, but like they like TV hasn't pushed them a lot. They're getting a title shot at the pay per view. And um, and also holding like a lot of us were expecting holding turn heel also. Tonight I'm betraying Abyss. Down down the line, that's something that could happen as a way to get out of the storyline, but it's not going to happen right now. No, not at all. But when when do you think it's going to happen? Uh, whenever they decide they're ready to be done with the storyline. All right, Sean. Is there anything else we can help you out with, there, buddy? And, um, and the return of Sting. Did you not like Sting tonight? Well, well, yeah, but, like, I, I don't really see him good as a heel. You've never seen him as a heel, so how do you know? Um, yeah, but, like, but like Sting is not, Sting is not, like, the, the, the heel type. Well, if he'd have come in tonight and done everything that a babyface would have done, we'd have all been sitting here going, what was the point in bringing him in? Well, maybe the point was, like, um, uh, well, well, a lot of, a lot, there was speculations of a, a storyline between Mick Flair and Sting. Okay, let's, uh, all right, Sean, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Put me to sleep. If you can't call in with any more energy than that, don't bother calling in. Wow. <laughs> totally getting derailed tonight. Sorry about that. I had to take that. I thought it was somebody. Uh, again, I'm expecting a phone call. Okay. So, just seemed like it was the right time for that person to call in. So, you know how that goes, Trey. Well, you can't ever tell from an unknown number, so you got to answer and make sure. That's true. But regardless, I, guess, I mean... That, that guy's about to make me crawl inside my own ass. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, he, he tried to bring up a, a point with Sting being heel. I mean, uh, and you said it perfectly. We really haven't seen Sting heel. I mean, they've tried to turn Sting heel in the past, whether it was WCW. But they haven't really tried. That's the thing. Is they've, they've, they've teased, you know, and there was a couple times in, the, in WCW where, you know, Diamond Dallas Page was champ and was over. They teased that he might be the guy that was going to go heel. And then he never did. He kind of just went right back to the way he was. Actually, Trey, I actually have uh, the person on the line that I wanted to speak with. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? This is Chris Cash from WrestleZone.com. Well, here's the guy I know I don't have to give a five-hour energy to to wake the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Trey Dog, what's going on, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen, hell hath frozen over Chris Cash on Wrestling News Live. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I thought that I thought that we put uh, all the bygones and, uh, and 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 all those bridges. I thought they. Uh, I thought everything was. I thought everything was good now. 
Everything is good. That's why you're back on the show. You haven't been back on since we repaired the bridges. That's true. It's been a minute. Uh, it's been a while. But uh, I mean, I tell you what, I heard, and I don't know what all the hoopla is, and I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, who knew? JJ Sexay and uh, and Trey Dog together for for Wrestling News Live. That's an interesting combination there. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good though, man. And uh, and you know what? Couldn't be a better time either. I mean, wrestling is uh, is finally giving. Uh, people like you guys and people like me, something to to uh, to talk about and enjoy. Uh, tonight was uh, was good. I only got to watch Impact though. I've got I've got Raw, Tivoed. So uh, I don't know if y'all got to watch both or how that worked. But uh, yeah, I only got to watch. I only got to watch one. Well, you bring up a good point. I, I know you probably weren't able to listen at the beginning of the show. I said that since the night Vince McMahon showed up on WCW. This is probably the more entertaining, most uh, action-packed Monday night we've had since then. No, I agree. And I thought that the first time they went head-to-head, uh, you know, was, was interesting with Brett returning and, uh, and of course, TNA just throwing a, a ton of things against the, you know, ton of things against the wall. The only, the, the only thing that I think was different tonight, which I actually think was, was better, was the, you know, at least on the TNA side of things, they had a they had a lot more direction. It wasn't as if they were just trying to shock you every five minutes and and, and throw everything out there in a two hour show uh, for their first head to head meeting. This was actually something that seemed a lot more premeditated. Uh, it was much more thought out. And overall, I give TNA all the kudos in the world uh, from top to bottom. I thought tonight was a major step in the right direction for TNA as they you know take this big you know turning point in their and uh, I guess in their tenure, and uh, and make a go at this. Uh, I think that overall, the first the, the two hours that they had, you know, that they delivered tonight from top to bottom, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, no pun intended, uh, but very very good show. No, I you know what I completely agree. Like I said, I had both shows on tonight, watching TNA Impact on the TV, watching Raw on Justin TV, and I was more compelled to watch TNA Impact. I mean, I felt like. The only real sore spot to me was the main event with TNA because I felt like there was too much of Hogan and Flair in the main event. Yeah, but you know what? They did a great job tonight. Whoever whoever got whoever was the agent for that match, and it may not have needed one because of Hogan and Flair. I'm sure they still had somebody as an agent for that match. But whoever's idea it was for the two older guys to do most of their work outside the ring is a genius. Because then they didn't look so old and look so hobbled. The the space in which they were working was much smaller, you know. And Flair, le- legitimately, that was not, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I don't think that was a blade job. I think he really hit his head on the rail. Yeah, no, it looked like it. And and honestly, I mean, I, I have to disagree, you know, JJ. I think that, that what they had to do tonight was, if this is the last time that, that Hogan's going to get in the ring, uh, while he's there in TNA, and, and that still remains to be seen. But, you know, I kind of expect that they get it off the ground, you know, this first Monday night uh, as they go back to head-to-head. Uh, you know, I think that they have to go that route. And I think, in fact, you know, I think they have to deliver. I mean, Hogan and, and Ric Flair, imagine the chaos and imagine the turmoil from, from wrestling fans like us had they not delivered uh, with this, you know, expected and much-anticipated matchup between Hogan and Flair. So, Quite frankly, I thought they did what they had to do. Uh, you know, now going forward, 
Flair and Hogan can step back and, and let the real stars shine. And that's guys like AJ Styles, Desmond Wolf, uh, you know, and, uh, and the others. So I think that it was necessary that they, you know, let those guys get that amount of time. And the good thing that was different from this impact than I would say probably the pre Bischoff Hogan regime, um, you know, we actually got a finish to the match before the run ins. You know, right. there wasn't well, there wasn't twenty people interfering in the match. You know, finish. Then they all ran down to add the hype and the intrigue as to what's going to happen next. And with Desmond Wolf coming to AJ's aid, AJ and Flair's aid twice, three times in a row now leads me to believe when Flair gets his little faction together, or whatever you'd call it, four horsemen or not, Desmond Wolf's a part of it. Sure. And and you know what? And i got to say this, and, and thank God Bischoff, uh, uh, you know, was a part of the guy, you know, was the, was the main guy making this announcement. But, uh, you know, I really, really like the way they, they kind of kicked back off and, 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 uh, and kick-started the X Division back into gear. Uh, you know, they've got some amazing talent there. And honestly, it's something that we've all been thinking and they've just been missing the boat on for such a long time now that the X Division is really what got TNA to the dance. And in fact, it separates them. It's really the only thing anymore that separates them from WWE. So why not focus on that a lot more? And they haven't done that, uh, you know, in the past year or two. So, uh, you know, thank God that they kind of made that announcement that they are putting, you know, them back in the, in the forefront. And, and hopefully that, uh, you know, they, they stick with that because there's too much talent for that not to be the case, you know. And it's a great way to show off their talent, not somebody else's. I would agree with that. No, and I agree. I was, I was actually glad to see Kazarian standing out there tonight. First time in a long time that we've seen Kazarian uh, outside of the suicide gimmick actually cut a promo and talk about the importance of the X Division. So I thought that was a big home run for those guys. And they picked the right guys to put out there for that. They really did. Now, can I ask, and without giving too much away, I mean, on the WWE side of things, was it kind of the same old, same old? I mean, was there, uh, I mean were they just kind of putting over WrestleMania, the matches that we all uh, kind of expect? Did they have any surprises? Did they really try to, quote-unquote, compete with, 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 T, you know, with TNA or no? Uh, I wouldn't say they tried to compete. I think they did their own thing, went about their own business, and they had a great show because it was a build-up to WrestleMania. I mean, every time I clicked over was when something important was going on. You had Legacy versus Orton. You kick off the show with a great 13, 14-minute promo between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels setting their match up. And, you know, I, I, we'll get to Raw later, but I loved the HBK side of that promo. I'll tell you why when we get to it. But you, you had Triple H come out and call out Sheamus and put Sheamus in his place. Um, then you had... Uh, McMahon and, and Cena, and Cena had to run a gauntlet worth of people to get to McMahon, and, you know, it was just, it was a solid, it was a solid Raw show that even if there wasn't a, a TNA to flip to, it still stood on its own and been a good show. And I think that's what WWE has to do at this point. You know, I mean, they, they don't have to, and, and I know a lot of people will say that they need to be careful, stay on their toes, uh, make sure they're putting out the best product they can. And I think they're doing that, and they've made strides by trying to create some new stars as well, uh, bringing Bret Hart back, making that a, uh, you know, a, a focal point going into WrestleMania. But, you know, I, honestly, TNA is the one that's got something to prove right now. It's not Vince McMahon, and he's still got a long, there's still a long ways to go before Vince McMahon is going to have to worry about, you know, about TNA. 
Tina is the one that has to make the strides. And tonight, I think they made about 20 of them in, in one big leap. Uh, and so hopefully they keep going that route. Tonight, to me, and I don't know if y'all agree or not, I mean, whether y'all think this highly of tonight's show, you know, compared to the last ones. Um, but, I mean, I just thought it was, was head and shoulders uh, above, you know, last week's show, the week before, uh, ever oh. since even Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff came into the fold, tonight's show was much well, you know, much better put together than anything they've done in recent years, much less, you know, even, even, even with Hogan and them coming back in the past few months. So uh, much, much better show tonight. JJ, your thoughts? I would have to agree. I thought it was a much better show. Um, as far as Raw was concerned, though, guys, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't a bad show. It just, from what I saw, it wasn't the home run show that I kind of expected it to be. It just, to me, it was the status quo, um, as usual. The same thing that we see every week: promo, 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 match, promo, 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 match, promo, 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 match, and they were just very promo heavy tonight. Didn't we see Undertaker and Shawn Michaels? get set up last week on Raw. Uh, I mean, I, I know they went a little further with it this week, but to me, it's just overkill. Uh, you know, and, and what was up with uh, them using the, the Diva Search song from 2004, Be Yourself by Audio Slave, which is apparently going to be one of the WrestleMania 26 theme songs this year? Who knows? I, I, I just, I, I was kind of lost tonight I, with Raw. I, again, not a bad show, just not what I expected. I wouldn't say it's a home run by any stretch, but I mean it was a it was a solid raw. I mean it wasn't you know they didn't go out of their way. They didn't have to. Uh, I'm trying to think of who it was that I heard on a show. Uh, it might have been on Ministry of Slam Sunday when they had uh, uh, what's his name the British Invasion on, and he was talking about how you know. Thursday night, yeah, was where their their home was, and they just weren't drawing the ratings because it's just not a night that people think wrestling. And he's right, you know. Even moving to Monday nights, the move to Monday nights makes them better because in the you know American mind, uh, you know American television mind, Monday night, by God, is wrestling night. You know, and I got to thinking about it. He's right. Even if they don't, you know, win the war in the ratings, as long as they do better than a one point one, they've won. You know, it's like going to it's like going to Home Depot for a hamburger. It makes no sense. It's not the right yeah, place. I, you know, I agree. I think I think that, but I, I still think that everybody looks at that wrong. And honestly, I think that the you know the TNA consistently looks at the the ratings a little bit more than they need to. I mean, it really doesn't come down to the ratings to me. And, I mean, I agree with you as far as the move to Monday nights compared to Thursday nights. You know, uh, if they do better than a 1.1, they've won when it comes to just making that switch and and, and, and reaching a newer, you know, a a new audience. But it's still pay-per-views. You know, pay-per-views is what drives the wrestling industry as of now, uh, you know, and bringing people out to your your live shows and everything like that and, and eventually getting it out of the you know out of the impact zone uh, where they can actually make some money um, so it's going to be a, an issue that they still have a lot of growth areas that they have to tend to but that being said you know raw is still in a great place and I wish that this time of year they just they did the, what they're doing right now and just simply settled in to their storylines uh, do some compelling promos. Uh, build some new stars with some money in the banks and things like that they can do. But right now, 
WWE, all they have to do is just kind of coast. They just have to sit on idle. The wrestling world, TNA is actually creating the hype around professional wrestling for them. It's like, they really don't have to do that much. But then, on top of that, they're adding Bret Hart against Vince McMahon, 13 years in the making, at this year's WrestleMania. Undertaker Shawn Michaels, career versus streak. I mean, they've got a lot going on right now when they really don't have to because of the fact that, you know, WrestleMania is a name and a brand in itself. So what do they really have to do? Um, they need to do what they did last year and just get into the compelling storylines and programs that they've already created for themselves leading into WrestleMania. And it seems as if they've, you know, they're doing that. They've done that in the past few weeks. Now, uh, again, I haven't seen much of Raw. Kind of, I went over a couple of times tonight. But uh, what I did see, the Shawn Michaels promo uh, with, with Undertaker in the ring, really seems like they're spicing that up even more so than what they had last year, uh, which it's really difficult to do with those two guys if, if both are going to remain a face. Um, so it's just kind of an issue where, you know, you've got Stone Cold next week. Uh, WrestleMania is just right around the corner. Uh, maybe a draft after the fact. You never know. Uh, so there's just a lot. You know, at this particular point in time, WWE doesn't have to do what TNA is forced to do or required to do at this point. They have nothing to prove. They can coast, sit back on idle, roll into WrestleMania and weeks following without really lifting a finger. And, uh, and good for them. You know, TNA, like I said, on the opposite side of things, who didn't see or who saw? I mean, maybe somebody did, but who saw the Sting thing coming? Uh, I really didn't. Uh, I don't think it's going to have the same effect by any means uh, that Hogan turning did, which I think they're kind of after to an extent, maybe not to the same degree, but at least to a degree uh, nonetheless. And uh, But who saw it coming? I mean, Sting is a heel. How long has that been, you know? Has he ever really been a heel in his, in his heyday? Oh, not really fully. Not a, not a full-fledged you know, do the wrong thing every time type of person he hasn't been. Not successfully. Yeah so, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty big in itself. I mean, that'll be a different side to Sting. And, and, and if he can play that part well, uh, you know, I mean, it could be kind of that Shawn Michaels effect. You know, now Shawn, again, never really took it all the way when, when him and, you know, when he went and had that small program with Hogan, uh, you know, a couple years back or whatever it was. But, uh, but you know, you know, Shawn Michaels with his beliefs and his Christian beliefs that we've heard about turning that new leaf. I mean, those are interesting, compelling heels to me. Um, you know, it's almost kind of that CM Punk thing. You know, where it's you know, it's not really making them a cutthroat heel, but it's just making them a heel enough uh, that they can still stay true to themselves. And and Shawn could have done that, and still could, in my opinion, if they wanted to go that route. Um, and, and, and obviously CM Punk has done it phenomenally. Uh, but then, you know, on the other side of it, it's, you've got Sting. Uh, same effect, in my opinion. So I'm really anxious to see how that goes, goes, uh, you know, uh, goes on in the future. And then, of course, Jeff Hardy at the end. You know, and, uh, and I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. I've always kind of looked at Jeff Hardy as, uh, as, you know, a little bit overrated. But can I ask you guys a question? I'd really like to know your thoughts because this is something I don't get the chance. I haven't done my radio show in uh, a few months now, so I don't really get a chance to, to vent. But uh, is there anybody else out there thinking that, that Jeff Hardy is completely out of his mind? <laughs> yeah, he's completely batshit crazy. I mean, take this. 
I mean, tell me the, the, the mindset. Tell me what goes through somebody's mind who honestly leaves WWE when WWE is giving him the biggest push of his entire wrestling career. He is on the biggest stage of them all. He's, he's, he's on the top of the mountain getting paid mega bucks. He's one of the biggest stars, probably the number two star in the company, and they are, they are letting everything ride on this guy, and he takes a break. He lost his quote-unquote smile. He just wanted a break, whatever the case may be. In the matter of months, he gets arrested and crazy shit happens in his personal life like it just typically does, and then he shows up on TNA. He goes to TNA. And, and, and no offense to TNA, because as I said, they put on a great show tonight, but they are still nowhere near what WWE is. And if I had the choice to be on top of the big pond or be the big, you know, be the, the big fish in a small pond, and that's the exact equivalent of both WWE and TNA, uh, you know, there is no question to me. There is no option. What the hell is Jeff Hardy thinking? Well, I mean, you've got to look at it a different way, too. I mean, here's a guy that has already, he's on his third strike. He knows he's one strike away from either being suspended for a lengthy period of time or being fired. All right? And he has nobody to blame for that but himself. All right? So because he's already on his third strike, he knows it. The WWE knows it. Creative knows it. That's why they held off on putting that belt on him for as long as they did. Then they sure. finally gave him the belt and said, all right, Jeff, you've earned it. You finally, you've won us over. Here's the belt. Now show us what you're going to do with it. You know, and by that point, he was so burnt out again that I don't blame him a bit. I mean, heaven forbid, he would have been the champion at the time of that drug bust. But, I mean, yeah, here's I, I, yeah. he could go home now and work two, three days a month and still be relevant and not have to work 360 out of 365 days a year. Well, and, Jeff, let me, let me ask you, I mean, and, and maybe you agree with him. I don't know. I just look at that as completely irresponsible. At some point, you've got to grow up. You know, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, in my opinion, are in this, uh, this, this entirely different world. They're on a different planet than apparently the rest of us. You know, yeah. it's like they don't have to, they don't have to, they don't have to be responsible adults when it comes to, to, you know, to making a living for themselves and, and, and good for them that they can, they can do that and, and have the same, you know, the amount of followings, you know, followers that they do. But you know what I look at? If I'm the WWE fans, if I'm the fans that made Jeff Hardy, if I'm a fan, that helped Jeff Hardy get to the point that he's gotten in his life where he gets to do and, and, and have these opportunities that he gets to have. If I'm one of those guys that, 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 that went and bought pay-per-views and paid, for, you know, paid tickets to go to a WWE event you know, because he was going to be on the show, and if I'm one of those fans that went and bought his merchandise every time something new came out, and, and, and mind you, I'm not one of those fans, but if I am... I'm, I'm pissed right now. I'm livid. You know, now, yes, there's another place at this particular point that I can go to. But you know what? If I'm, if I'm a WWE fan, I'm pissed. If I'm Vince McMahon, I'm more pissed. 
And, and, and I think that, that Jeff Hardy's going to regret this at some point in his life. And if I were Vince McMahon at this point, there's absolutely no way this guy gets back into my company. So if, and I'm not going to say when, but if TNA fails a year from now, and, and Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, despite everything they have going for them as far as the you know, mind of the business, if, if, if it doesn't work out, and they can't turn TNA around and make it a more profitable company, and somehow they go downhill. Jeff Hardy, whatever the whatever the hell happens, if I'm Vince McMahon, he does not step foot into my company anytime soon, if not forever. You know, that's how pissed I would be if I'm Vince McMahon right now, and Jeff Hardy. You know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I I agree with a lot of your points, but also taking another look at Jeff Hardy, looking at his situation, everything he's done. He literally has done everything there is to do in WWE. When he had tenure in TNA before, he was a mid-card guy. He wasn't a big draw. He wasn't a big star. Uh, kudos to the WWE for building him up in 2009 and making him uh, the biggest face of their company. Now, I understand he was a little pissed off at some of the remarks that fell his way when he left the company and was going to take a short hiatus when Vince was letting CM Punk cut all those promos about... Uh, him being a drug addict and all this and that, and that really didn't sit well with Jeff Hardy. Now, if you're Jeff Hardy and you're thinking about it, do you want to stay with a company where, again, you have three strikes, you know, you're you're almost out the door anyway, a company where they fine you 2000 to $3,000 for every marijuana offense, and let's face it, it's not like Jeff Hardy uh, is, is marijuana deficient. Uh, so... When you think about that, there is no drug testing in TNA. There is no wellness policy. He can go to that company and help build them on another stage. He's done everything there is to do in the WWE. Why not go to TNA and help them be successful? Because at the end of the day, we need another wrestling company. The boys most definitely need another wrestling company because, let's face it, when it was just WWE, how many careers, how many guys out there that are great wrestlers have just been sitting around doing not a damn thing because Vince doesn't like them or has a vendetta against them. I mean, kudos to Jeff Hardy for going out and actually taking a risk and going to TNA and trying to build himself up there. Um, it's no mistake, in my opinion, that we've got Gregory Helms gone from WWE. Shannon Moore has just signed with TNA. And I'll tell you right now, Matt Hardy's not far behind. What have they done with Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy was at his hottest in 2005 on this whole Edge and Lita thing. He came back and they squashed him and killed him. Matt Hardy will never go anywhere in that company. If you have Matt Hardy run to TNA, then you have all four members of the indie promotion Omega, and you could have a dominant stable with the Hardys, Shannon Moore, and the Hurricane. So I think on that stage, it was a wise decision for Jeff. He works less days, puts his body at risk less, and can do pretty much what he wants. It's a no-brainer. Well, I see both sides, but I also see what Chris is saying. That that January 4th appearance was a bridge burner for Jeff Hardy in the WWE, and Vince won't bring him back until Vince sees dollar signs. Yeah, and you know what? I guess, I mean, Matt, Matt Hardy, at least in my opinion, is playing it, playing it right. And, and, and honestly, he has, he has more to gain by going to TNA than Jeff Hardy ever does. And, and to me, Matt Hardy would have been the one that I would have probably given all the props in the world to if he jumped shit. Uh, jump ship, excuse me, not Jeff Hardy, though. I mean, Matt Hardy's a guy that, you know what, he's, he's given his life, his body, his sweat and tears and blood to that company uh, with very to little uh, return 
uh, in, in, in umpteen years at this point. Matt Hardy's the one that has a reason to be pissed. Uh, but unfortunately for Matt Hardy, he's, he's going to live in his brother's shadow probably for the rest of his career. Jeff Hardy's the more, uh, you know, charismatic. Uh, he's just more loved. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're not equal if anybody thinks that. But, uh, you know, that being said, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. It's just to me, if you, if you compare, you know, Matt Hardy to Jeff Hardy, it almost makes me even think less of Jeff Hardy when, you know, you look at a guy like Matt and he's, he's, he's dealing with what he has to deal with there in the WWE. And, and Jeff Hardy is, is, is on top of the world over there. And Jeff, and Jeff, the one thing, uh, or JJ, the one thing I will say uh, to, to disagree with you as far as one of the things that you said, Jeff Hardy has nothing left to do in the WWE, you know, WWE. That is so far from the truth, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, yeah, he might have spent a year on top of that company, but come on, are you really going to think that Jeff Hardy goes down into the history books as one of the greatest of all times? No, of course not. Do you think he's ever going to do that if he finishes his career in TNA? Let's hope so. Maybe they'll become a company that's going to allow him to create a legacy of, of some sort like that. He's got to do that for years. He has to be on top of the WWE for years, and a guy of his size, his stature, that's saying something. Very few people can do it. As a matter of fact, I would think that Rey Mysterio is really going to be likely the only guy that goes down in history, at this point at least, of the current guys uh, of that size and, you know, and smaller, that are actually going to be able to be, you know, can be considered a, a legend for that matter. Um, Jeff Hardy has not proven anything, in my opinion, other than he's capable and, and, and with his personal demons and everything like that, that's, 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 that's saying quite a bit. So the fact that, you know, he would gi- give that all up because he was so, you know, burned out. And, yeah, maybe he was pissed off after he left, after getting burned out because of some of the things that they said. But in my opinion, you have a guy, you know, as Vince McMahon and, and, and a company that puts everything behind a guy like Jeff Hardy knowing that he has two strikes and, and, and knowing the risk involved, and then he just throws it all away and then ends up back in TNA. Yeah, you know what? I don't think there's any excuse for, for Jeff Hardy. I don't think he can use what they said after he was gone because you've got to look at it, you know, with the shoe on the other foot. You know, I mean, how much money, how much time, how much energy did WWE and this and man specifically put into Jeff Hardy knowing that he had two strikes to begin with? You know, well, that, that's a good point. Uh, you know, when I said that he's done everything he can do in WWE, I was basically referring to all the titles. I think he's held every title from the hardcore title to the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, both World Heavyweight Championships. In my opinion, there's just really nothing left for the guy. And, you know, I think they really burned him when he fell under charges, which granted was his own fault. You know, I mean, he's made a lot of stupid mistakes. I mean, you go back to when his trailer burned down last year. I mean, you know, a lot can be said with that, too. I mean, he's gone through a lot of tragedy, but a lot of it he's brought on himself. So I agree. Stupid move on a lot of uh, on a lot of different levels for him. But I got to be honest, I think him going to TNA is a good fit. And the only thing I could think of tonight when the main event ended, Jeff Hardy ran down to the ring is he obviously was late because he just left painting somebody's house. I mean, is it just me, or does this kid look like a fucking house painter? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I guess, the, the, <laughs> to, I mean, in conclusion, I'll, I'll just say as far as Jeff Hardy goes, to me, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, him holding every title, 
I agree. Uh, he's had an amazing career up to this point, and he's got some loyal followings. But at the end of the day, it's still longevity that's going to prove what you're actually worth in the wrestling business. I mean, you can you can be given every title in the world, but a lot of people believe, and I'm kind of one of those. Those are simple, you know. Those are those are simply plots. I mean, you know, and, and props. They're really not. Uh, they're they're not really what makes you a true star by any means. And it's nice to have that under his belt and. And in the you know the history books as being a guy that's held all of them, if not all of them, uh, that that he's able to 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 win and achieve. But longevity is what he's missing. Longevity on top, and uh, and unfortunately he's probably not ever going to see that at this point now, due to the recent mistakes that he's made. And those recent mistakes and past mistakes. Maybe WWE shouldn't exploit those. Maybe that's wrong on their part. To me, I could care less. Uh, or couldn't care less, uh, but really, what it comes down to, the, you know, at the end of the day, in my opinion, Jeff Hardy is just that uh, a punk kid, you know. And again, I don't know him personally, so I can't really say that. I don't mean to. I don't mean to come off as like I know the guy personally, but in, I mean just just by you know, he's in the public light. You get to read and see and everything that that he does. He's a guy that needs to grow up. He needs to. He's a guy that needs to learn how how to accept responsibilities just like the rest of us do and 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 unfortunately he's not ever done that he wants the easy way out wwe is hard work i understand that if you're burnt out from wrestling be burnt out but you chose this lifestyle you chose this path and and from everything he tells all of his fans and everything he tells all of us how much it means to him at the end of the day, and it should mean a lot when it, when, when it really was his fans that made him who he is at this point, and the WWE obviously was the biggest part of that. It's just to me, he's looking for that easy way out because he's a kid that needs to grow up, you know, and, and I don't take anything away from his athleticism and his, his achievements, but still, to, to leave WWE in the fashion that he did and then to jump ship to TNA, regardless of what they may have said uh, or you know what they may have exploited about his personal life. It's still his fault, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just it's still his fault that he okay. he can't keep his life together. But uh, but you know that being said, it definitely does add something to TNA. I'm interested to see. They've got a lot of stars over there. They got a lot of of of, of opportunity, a lot of hope, a lot of promise, a lot of guys like Jeff Hardy, Sting, Hulk Hogan, Flair. Uh, Mr. Anderson now. I mean, the list goes on and on of, of the, of the big time stars that have been there and done that. And then, of course, the guys underneath that are, that are coming up. And it's sad to say underneath with guys like AJ Styles, but that's still the case. Hopefully it won't be for long. Uh, but they've got all the tools in the world to make a serious go at this. And honestly, for everybody involved, including us and, uh, you know, the boys as well, uh, that's what we need right now. So, Hopefully it'll continue, man. It'll give us something to continue talking about on uh, on Monday nights. Which, speaking of, as I get out of here, y'all have your own little Monday night wars thing going on in uh, the land of radio. So how's tonight going? Big show for you guys as well. Now we're doing great tonight, man. Absolutely there's wonderful. Good. I didn't realize when when we talked about this. There's a lot of shit going on on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Well, guys, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed you, the, you, you letting me come on. We'll, uh, we'll try to throw out some plugs your way over there at WrestleZone. And, uh, and like I said, when, uh, hopefully me and Nick get back, uh, 
on Monday nights before Raw and stuff like that. We can work together. You guys are always welcome over there with us and everything like that. And, uh, and good luck to you. Enjoy the rest of the show tonight, guys. And you know you're welcome to come on here anytime, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Trey, good talking to you. And you still owe me a spinner belt, man. <laughs> I don't believe so. I believe the deal was whoever out Drake who won the belt. Is that what we said? Yeah, and the thing about it is, is that I was so drunk that I don't, <laughs> I don't remember taking the belt, but the fact that I did and you were still in bed means I had to have still been up drinking. While you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I tell you what. After hearing the story that night, because if that was the clause, then you definitely outdrank me, and I guess you won the title. Uh, in, <laughs> fact, and, and in fact, is I shouldn't have had it in the first place. But I'll tell you this much. From the stories that I heard, actually – from you specifically the following night, uh, if, if James Storm and, uh, and, and, and Chris Harris actually peed on that belt like you told me they did, uh, I'm more than happy to give it to you, brother. I hope you, you're enjoying it. You know that Storm was involved in getting the belt for me in the first place. He was as much to, to blame as I was. Yeah, that's what I heard, man. So, you know what? Hey, I, I, I understand, you know, it's a spinner belt, and uh, I got that, uh, you know, quite a while back. Uh, it deserves to be peed on, and it deserves to have been stolen. So I hope uh, you have it somewhere up on your mantle or something like that. You uh, realize but, that, that I was so drunk that night that I ended up locking myself out of my room in my underwear? <laughs> I don't know if I remember. I don't know. I think I was still drunk the next day uh, heading to the airport, so if you did tell me, there's a good chance that I don't remember. I know I was. I just know that I heard a lot of noise out in the hall, and I was in my underwear, and I woke up, and I stepped out in the hall, and when I did the door shut, I went, oh, you know, she's in the car, and you know you just done that. And you're like, oh. hey, you know, uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to to do that at this, uh, you know, at some point in the next couple of years, man, and get Jeff involved. Uh, you know, we had we had like ten, twelve guys at on that trip. You know, six of which, half of which were all doing their own wrestling radio shows at the time and stuff. And uh, that was quite a trip, man. And uh, you know, uh, JSK of course was there and got to live that up. You know, God rest his soul. A uh, great guy, hell of a guy. We had a great time that weekend, man. That was a that was a way to go down, man. But guys, I enjoy it. Jeff is always brother. Always enjoy you and uh, you guys. Uh, I've, I've heard the show. I actually listened uh, listened to y'all's first show and stuff last week, man. Hell of a job. Keep it up, guys. And uh, I'll talk to y'all soon. All right, Chris. Take care. We'll talk to you later, Thanks, buddy. See you, man. You know, I was just thinking, with uh, since he brought up the whole spinner belt debacle, I was just thinking, you know, Raw just really didn't take advantage of a situation that really could have been beneficial <laughs> to all the wrestling fans tonight. I mean... Uh, I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, I had Chris Angel, the the master illusionist, if he wanted to impress me tonight and really make, a, make an indent, uh, a great impression on the wrestling fans all over the world... Then why the hell didn't he make that damn spinner belt disappear? I digress. Is that where well, you thought I, I was going? I, I, I gotta tell you, it's in my notes. Um, again, another what the fuck moment with the celebrity host. Why? Why was he there? Why? I mean, what? I know he's promoting his TV show, but I mean, come on, really? I mean. You took time out of your wrestling program to show him backstage doing magic tricks? <laughs> and I like Chris Angel, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he's got a show that I can watch if I want to see him. I agree. I, I, 
not one of the best celebrity hosts, in my opinion. Although, I did think the whole Santino thing was funny. Well, Santino's gold, dude. He's, he's, he's always gold. I'm the greatest of all the times. Of all the times. I'm pretty sure he was Italian. <laughs> you know what, Trey? I think we should take our first commercial break. Come back. Yeah, finish talking a little impact, and then get into some Raw. What do you think? I'm down with the brown. Let's do it. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. We keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is blessing. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. 5158, The evolution of online entertainment is back. Russell Talk Radio has returned to the Wild Talk Radio Network. It's the same great wrestling talk you expect, combined with some people you know and people you will get to know. It's Wrestle Talk Radio, where wrestling talk is done right. Sundays on the Wild Talk Radio Network, www.wildtalkradio.com. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. I hear voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, my time's down. In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock yourself out. 
can't turn the swell off. Franchise doing big business. My limits is automatic. All right, guys, we are back right here, Wrestling News Live. Of course, I am JJ Sexabian, joined by my my partner in crime, ladies and gentlemen, my tag team partner, if you will, the Trey Dog. What's going on, Trey? If you will, does it make me gay that I like the John Cena theme song still? Boo, Trey. Boo you. Boo that man. Boo that I man. Mean, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big rap guy. I, I just, you know, I think it's a very well-written, very catchy little ditty. You know, it's funny. For the last couple of years, my wife, of course, Harmony, likes to rub that in my face. She loves John Cena just because I hate John Cena, basically. And I don't hate him as much now as I used to, but I still don't like the guy. And, you know, I have respect for him outside of the ring. I like the things that he he does for charities. And uh, as a wrestler, I'm just not a big fan. But she actually has my my youngest, my three-year-old, every time John Cena comes on, dancing to his music and... Uh, going around the house with the you know hand in the face, you can't see me. So, uh, it, you know, just shit to get in my craw here. <laughs> well, I don't run around the house doing the you can't see me, but I, 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 I just think when I think of wrestling music, I think of as soon as the song hits, you get goosebumps. You know what I mean? That's to me that that's what makes a good wrestling theme. You know, the song comes on, boom, you get goosebumps, you're excited, you stand up, you scream, you yell. And that's kind of the way I think of John Cena's theme. And like Triple H's Motorhead theme when it first came out. Now, not so much. I'm kind of over it, but, you know. (laughs) You know what? The Motorhead theme I thought really was good for the time. But I'm really big on the Evolution theme. I always like that one as well. Love the Evolution theme. I think any theme with Motorhead fucking rules. RKO, uh, Randy Orton's theme is a good one. Edge's theme is a good one. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us sidetracked on wrestling themes, but... No, no, it's cool, though. I mean, Randy Orton's I like. I, of course, I was a big fan of his uh, Burning My Light by uh, by Mercy Drive. I, I like that one a lot, too. Took me a little while to get used to voices. He hated it. He hated that theme. Well, it's funny, because he was originally given... Um, I guess originally he wanted the CM Punk theme. Yeah. The Kill Switch Engage song, and uh, that just—I think he came out a couple times at a house show, and they just—they just didn't want him to have that. So, huh? I don't know. I, but I agree. I think Voices is a great theme for Randy, and it really sets it off. Um, I guess back to Impact. Like I said, we started the show off, of course, with the Hogan AJ Flair Abyss debacle, where we right. saw Sting come out. Hit everybody with the bat except AJ and Flair, setting up a heel turn. Uh, and then, of course, later on in the night, RVD made his uh, his grand appearance for TNA Wrestling, taking on Sting in a surprise match. Now, I know there was a lot of people in our chat room that were not pleased that Sting was pinned by RVD in less than two minutes after a uh, kick from the top turnbuckle and a oh, rolling it's... thunder, but... I agree 100% with your logic as to what you said in the chat room at that moment. Exactly. He caught him by surprise, hit the move. Sting wasn't expecting it, and that was, you know, that does happen in wrestling from time to time. The shit out of him, too. Yeah, he did. Well, RVD's always been known for stiff shit. I mean, he's always been stiff with his kicks, his punches. I mean, if you can remember back to 2001, the invasion angle... Uh, he was he was the guy that was busting Kurt Angle open and Stone Cold Steve Austin open every time they had a match, 
and it caused a lot of the problems um, that he had with WWE to kind of come to the surface back in 2001 because yeah, of that. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. But, you know, being someone who's trained to wrestle, who's had a couple matches, who's had the shit kicked out of him in a couple matches. That makes uh, it feel better, huh? <laughs> it, it does it, but at the same time, if you're not in it to go out there and give it all you've got and work stiff, I mean, I would rather get hit with a solid punch than somebody pull their punch and miss me by three feet. Oh, well, hell yeah. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I And that was the, that was the thing is that how many times does that I'm going to come up from behind you run through the crowd pay off? Not a lot. You know, it's probably less than 50-50. And, you know, he ran in, didn't run into the ring. He just RVD'd his little ass up on top of the ring post, jumped off and hit that stiff kick, did the rolling thunder, which was a finisher. I mean, it'd be like anybody else coming in and hitting a, a move and a finisher. That's usually it, you know. So I don't have any problem with Sting getting beat by RVD, especially when Sting got up and, and fucked him up for doing it. <laughs> yeah, he did. He fucking knocked the shit out of him. How many times with that bat? It was just like it was like Batista Cena. Boy, I told you, stay down. Don't get back up. And then he'd get back up. Sting and walk back down and just knock him, you know, knock him the hell out. You know, it was just Sting to me was the the star of the show. But then again, you know, I, I'm not the same dog I used to be. I'm a little gray in the hair, a little long in the tooth. Long in other places, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but not as good as you once were, right? <laughs> I'm not as good as I once was, but by God, one time I'll be as good as I ever was. That's right. But I don't know. I, I'm sitting in the chat room, and God bless our chatters for not being like they are in other places where everything is just fucking negative, 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 negative. And that's why when you're in our chat room and you're being negative, if I if I say something off the wall, like, hey, you fuck sticks, it's fake. There's a reason why, and that's to remind you, relax. All right? And it's I, it's just me because I know I'm a, I'm a little older now, and I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a WCW guy. It's no mistake. No, everybody knows that. But I'm, I'm in, I, I know Hogan is done. He's not going to be an every week wrestler. He's not going to wrestle every pay per view. There was a reason he did what he did tonight. Just like he told Brooke. You know, um, I was glad to see Sting come out completely different than what everybody and their brother and their sister thought he was going to do. You know. <laughs> I may be one of the few people that laughed my ass off, but I did during the whole Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Sean Waltman thing. You know, I did. I'll be here. I'll be the one that looks like Elvis. Uh, you know, young Elvis or dead Elvis. <laughs> you know, and just the back and forth between Hall and Nash is golden. I mean, that's... I'm not calling anybody out. That was just a term I used, golden. <laughs> I don't think you need to clarify that. Jesus fucking Christ. But then again, in this time, at this time, maybe you do. I don't know. It's kind of crazy around here. 
like it was running to some other room and say, oh, Trey said your name. No, I didn't. Um, but just the back and forth between them, I enjoy. I mean, I saw the handwriting on the wall weeks ago when they jumped Kevin. I knew they were doing it for a reason along the lines of the finger poke of doom. It's to get them in the company, get them, you know, contracts. The band will be back together, and who knows? Maybe Sting will be a part of that band. You know, just like he said today, three-fourths of the original Wolfpack are here, or however many. That's true. Hall, Nash, and Sting were all part of the original Wolfpack. And they keep bringing up the black and red and the red and black. And did you see what they were wearing tonight? Red and black. That's true. You know what? There was something else that kind of came out over the last couple of days. Uh, It seems TNA has actually cemented a relationship uh, with AAA, which, as you may or may not know, Conan is a big part of. And, of course, there were some problems with Conan a few years ago uh, in TNA. Yeah. But, you know, you allude back to that Wolfpack. That's another guy that you got to look at that, you know, what could happen if Conan was to come back in? I'm sure he's got some sort of a good relationship with Bischoff and Hogan. It wouldn't surprise me to see him back in the fold. I'm in. I'm not going to lie to you. I will mark out like a 12-year-old girl at a Ricky Martin concert if, you know, the Wolfpack how comes on with that music and they come out as the Wolfpack. Maybe it's a chance in wrestling to right a wrong. You know, the Wolfpack was was actually making more money merchandise-wise than the NWO Black and White and was on pace to break records. I mean, hell, they even had Savage hosting his own one-hour special on Home Shopping Network. Sting hosted a one-hour special on Home Shopping Network. All WCW, NWO Black and White, Red and Black merchandise, you know. And then they killed it out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't want Buff Backwell back. Chat room says, please, God, no Buff Backwell. I'm just, I'm loving the chat room talking about your Ricky Martin reference. Living right. La Vida Loca, Trey. Well, oh, that's good stuff, man. Mark out like a 12-year-old girl at a Ricky Martin concert. Come maybe on. maybe Ricky can guest host Raw one of these weeks so he won't be living La Vida Broca. <laughs> nice. Wow, how did we start talking about Ricky Martin? That's awesome, man. Usually what I say in reference to that is mark out like a bus full of fat girls going to see the Ricky Martin. <laughs> or a busload of fat girls, you know, watching Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but a truckload of Cheeto eaters going to see Jeff Hardy. Which apparently it looks like that could happen very soon now that Jeff Hardy is possibly not going to have any prison time. I mean, it just amazes me. I mean, when when are we going to have all this stuff done with Jeff Hardy? Like, I have no idea what the status is. I think he's supposed to go to court, and he's supposed to have a trial, and it hasn't happened. But yet, he's still showing up on TNA. So, well, the best thing that ever happened, and and I guarantee you, Vince, in all his animosity towards towards Jeff and whatever Jeffrey's done to to, to piss off Vince. Vince still goes to bed at night, and when his head hits the cool side of the pillow, he thinks the Lord Jesus Christ that he wasn't champion when he got busted with all that fucking shit. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, I mean, let's face it. The only one I can think of that ever had that over their head is another guy that just debuted tonight in Rob Van Dam. I mean, who can forget Rob Van Dam's title run? 
You know, driving Sabu down. Sabu getting pulled over fucking like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> I mean, how many people were actually expecting to see Sabu tonight? I know in the chat room people were like, where's Sabu? Well, and that's, that's, that's because when Hogan was on the RVD radio show, he made it very apparent that if Sabu wanted to come, he could come too. But Sabu, I think, is just like, uh, no thanks. I think Sabu is probably, you know, uh, one stage below being crippled at this point in time. Oh, yeah. I think he's had too many bad bumps. But, you know, and, and back to RVD and Sting, you know, everybody has always, this is what pisses me off. And this is what got me a little hot tonight. Everybody's always talking about predictability and how wrestling is so predictable. And goddamn, we saw that coming four weeks ago. And. Oh, Trey and JJ talked about that two weeks ago. Then RVD finally makes his goddamn appearance on on TNA and gets his ass completely beat. And you bitch about that, too. If I had told you three weeks ago, RVD's going to show up on TNA and get his ass completely destroyed in his debut, how many of you would agree with me? Not a lot. You know? So they gave you something you weren't expecting, and you bitched about it anyway. You True see that. what I'm saying? You see what I'm getting at here? No, I, I agree. There was There's a lot of people that when you think about it, none of them thought, okay, well, he's going to come out. He's going to get his ass handed to him by Sting. Granted, he did beat Sting, but he paid for it after the fact. It's an old saying my dad used to say. It didn't make sense until I got older. But some people will bitch when they're hung with a golden rope. You know? Yep. I'm thankful that our chat room is not one of those places. I like the screen name Von Eric Rules. Hell yeah. That's a new person to our room, I think. I'm seeing a lot of new faces, which I like. I'm Thank seeing a lot of old faces, show. which I'm really liking. I this is the, the old farts are always there. You know the old farts. Yeah, that's true. Who were some of the old farts? Like, Charles Shane's like the oldest fart out of all of them. Well, he is the oldest fart, and he's also my webmaster here on SundayNightShowdown.com. So thank he's him for all the, all the great designs and everything, the effort that he's put into this website, because uh, he's done a phenomenal job. I want to say thank you to some people, too. God dang it. I meant to thank this one person in particular. Maybe I'll do that while we're on our next break. I'll go find that email. I got a really, really good email I wanted to read on the show tonight. But I'll be saying Flair 16 time, Josh Pedra, the new uh, Sunday Night Championship Wrestling Champion. What is our EFED called? God damn it. I get it confused every time. <laughs> it's Showdown Championship Wrestling. Yeah, whatever. Mike Siciliano, whose EFED character is built like the Michelin Man. Actually, he's built more like fucking Vader. The big motherfucker. I hope he's not that big in real life. Mike, are you that big in real life? Inquiring minds want to know. Because I saw some talent. You know, I like to cut my promos about the E-Fed. And we'll get to the E-Fed later on. But there was a tag team that wrestled in the first match that Mr. V got disqualified. Yeah. Who were they? That was, uh, <clears throat> believe it or not, the Board of Education. It was uh, C.J. Bowman and Joshua Pedra being managed by 
uh, Mr. V, and they were taking on the team, I do believe, of Flair 16-time and Shin Sensei. So, Pedro's bunch that was managed by Mr. V, the Board of Education, is that what you said? Yeah, the Board of Education uh, has Pedra, Bowman, they have Andy Knowles, Mike Siciliano, and of course Mr. V is their uh, their stable. So a little faction there. Yeah. Well, those two that were in that opening match, they were they looked they looked good until they got themselves disqualified. I'm glad they're not in the tournament anymore. <laughs> the threat was coming, my friend. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I watched the match. I was like, wow, those hey. guys can go. And then I watched our match, and we just fucking destroyed who we wrestled. And I want to say this, too. There's a lot of people that are probably wondering what we're talking about. Uh, I actually started an EFED uh, last year that uh, we actually revamped here in January, right here on this site, SundayNightShowdown.com, called Showdown Championship Wrestling. And it was mainly for the uh, listeners of SundayNightShowdown.com. Of course, since that time, I think we've got about uh, close to 40 members on this roster, and of course it's uh, completely free. I'm trying to, to keep it at about 40, but uh, of course Wrestling News Live has, has infiltrated this as well, and we've got all kinds of people coming in from that, so it's very, uh, it's, it's been a very good experiment, and right now it's running very well, and I just want to thank everyone involved with it. And you know, I've, I've, I've heard uh, two or three this week, different radio shows, that have... Uh, basically said that they want to try the same thing because they enjoyed watching some of the things that we've done with ours. And ours is getting ready to get better because uh, we are going to find a way if I have to if I have to do it myself. By God. We're going to find a way to get our announcers to, to do play-by-play during the matches. I'm actually still in the process of figuring that out. I think I may know a way that's going to work out. But I do too, but I think I gotta get you this program if you don't already have it. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I, that was suggested to me by some of the uh, the listeners and of course people in the EFED were to be kind of like how we do Sunday Night Showdown. Actually, put the files together, uh, play them over UStream or some type of player, and then actually do a live version while it's streaming and actually have a show going on while the thing is playing. Which which That's is an idea. I was gonna suggest. Play the video on the Ustream while you're doing the play-by-play and hit record like I did for the ministry uh, archive. And just have one night where you go, okay, guys, here's the night that we're all going to get together and watch. And boom, there you go. Then for the archive, the live, you get the live version that definitely has the play-by-play. Then the archive will also be recorded with the play-by-play on it. Well, it's definitely something we should look into. Um, you're not the you're not the you're not the commentator. You're the you know the boss. That's true. I, I've I've hung up the commentary boots. And but you uh, did you did join the commentary table for this episode of the show. I did, and uh, you know I, I like the fact that I can have Mark the Shark to Carlo on commentary, and and of course uh, the American Dream doth road if you wheel everybody if you wheel. I'm hanging out with Mark the Shark to Carlo, calling acting right here on the showdown. Tell me if you're wrestling, you wheel. Is a wheel. So good stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the EFED more in depth. I'll see about adding some more people. Maybe I have some more spaces left over, but we'll and get to that. And who's DJ? Who's who's the DJ? Uh, you talking about Mr. DJ or or Mr. DJ, the one that was on the show? Uh, he's actually someone who was over from uh, our earlier incarnation. I don't know if he still wants to be a part of it. So uh, I just had that Don character Juan made. Don Juan kicked his ass. Yeah, Don Juan did kick his ass. 
Uh, Von Erich's Rules is asking in the chat, where do you see this? Uh, actually, right here on this website, you go to the SCW eFed, and it gives you the roster page. You pull that up, and there's actually... Uh, there was a player up there, but I'm doing some work embedding stuff. If you go click the YouTube link, it'll actually take you to my YouTube page, or you can search that. It's Showdown C Wrestling uh, on YouTube, and it should bring you up to date on everything we've done on the player. So, there you go. But yeah, we're definitely in the middle of the tag team tournament. I don't know. I don't know how the brackets work out. I don't know who I have next. I actually think next up for you in the second round is going to be uh, the Power Andy Knowles and Mr. V. You and JSK have those guys next. I really don't want none of this. So that should be interesting. But the second round is definitely coming up, and, and we'll definitely talk more about this uh, a little later on. You think we should we should hit our final break of the night, come back and do some Raw? Yeah, let's do that. All right, Sounds guys. Good Sounds good to you? All right. Well, actually, you know what? We, we actually played both breaks. What the hell am I thinking? No, we only played one so far. Really? Yeah. We played break two. Our break, the one with Santa Loco on it is the one we played. Huh. That is weird. Give me one second and I'll pull that up if you just want to kind of ramble because for some reason I've lost that break. Um, but what I want to do is, you know, we're getting more involved as, you know, a, a network, I guess you could say. Um, the East End is very, very cool and something that sets us apart from everybody else. So... uh if you want to be involved, it's real easy. Just send JJ an email and uh, tell him, you know, what you want your character to look like, size, height, weight. Give him a description, and then he'll create your character and uh, put you in the ethed. But you know, we have—I don't know how many shows a month, but we have, you know, our next pay-per-view is WrestleMania. Yeah, we've actually got, I think, another show coming up in two weeks. I actually found the commercial break. We're going to take this break. We're going to come back. Take a couple of calls, because I know some of you guys are just dying to get in. I've had, I don't know, I've been bombarded with phone calls. I just haven't taken. So we'll definitely open up the phone lines, take some stuff, talk some raw. We'll definitely have more of an open phone format from here on out. Tonight with Chris coming on just kind of set us back a little bit. Yeah, it did. But I wanted to bring him on, because he, uh, he did some uh, promotion for us over on WrestleZone, and I, I appreciate that. It's a big site, and yeah. I definitely appreciate having... Uh, you know, for everybody out there that goes and, and takes a look back at, at the history of myself and the trade dog and knows the people that we've worked with in the past and the heat that we've had with certain people, uh, it, it's just amazing to me that in Internet Wrestling Radio, all the friendships and enemies that you seem to make uh, in this business. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just it's crazy. So uh, with that said, sometimes, guys, sometimes your best friends turn out to be your enemies, you know, by you know, no fault of your own. This is true. But, uh, what, we're, was that, what was that Ch Asian Chinese proverb you told me today? Ah, uh, the, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. There you go. So there you go. All right, guys, that said, we'll be right back right after this. Hey, this is Josh Pietro. You are listening to Wrestling News Live. I know inside this light, I see new lights on the road. Each second brighter, your fire is The past, the present, and the future collide. 
when the young guns of TNA Wrestling take center stage in an all-exhibition pay-per-view. Taking danger to another level. Plus, it's the return of the Ultimate X. TNA Wrestling's high-flying, death-defying free-for-all. Who will come out on top? TNA Wrestling presents Destination X. Live Sunday, March 21st, only on pay-per-view. WWE meets Reality TV. The next X-Evolution, evolution of the WWE. Eight NXT rookies join eight WWE pros in an all-out quest to realize their dream. WWE NXT, 10, 9 central on Sci-Fi. Hello, Wrestling News Live fans. This is Rick from CartageCrew.net, your People's Choice Show of the Year. I'm encouraging you to come listen to us this Tuesday, 8 p.m. on CartageCrew.net and debuting on SundayNightShowdown.com as we will be joined by Jamie Dundee, Brian Christopher, and legendary manager Precious Paul Ellering. Once again, you can hear us right here at SundayNightShowdown.com and as always at www.CartageCrew.net. And welcome back to the Trade Dog and JJ. Bring it back, Wrestling News Live, for free on the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on planet Jared right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. Log on to ShopTNA.com today for hundreds of official TNA wrestling items, music, clothing, autographs, and unique memorabilia, plus exclusive access to Don West's insane deals, DVD blowouts, pay-per-view commemoratives, limited edition items, and much more. ShopTNA.com, your one-stop shop for everything TNA wrestling. Go to ShopTNA.com now for the latest deals. Every year, it's the most spectacular event in live entertainment. It's passion, power, glamour, and grandeur. It's the trial of wills, the triumph of spirit. It's WrestleMania, live on pay-per-view. This is Flair 16 Tom. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. All right, guys, we are back right here, Wrestling News Live. And, of course, I didn't do this earlier in the night, but I'm going to do it now just because I fucking feel like it. Of course, I am the Sunday Night Showstopper, Mr. Monday Night. From now on, ladies and gentlemen, I am 
Mr. Money in the Bank, J.J. Sexay. And, of course, I'm joined by the Trey Dog. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. I don't have any of that cool shit. I'm just a Trey Dog. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, man. You're the Trey Dog. That's being cool in itself, isn't it? That's the only nickname I got. I'm like, fucking assed out. Now, you know, you can't, keep, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, Trey. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. No, that's what they tell me. That's what they say. That's what they tell me. I found that email. You want me to read that email real quick? Absolutely. Uh, I got a lot of emails this week, and I'm sorry that I'm not reading them all, but that's not really what I want to do. Um, this one just kind of touched me, and I responded to it. I want to read it again here. Uh, it's from Mr. Soul. It says, what's going on, Trey? Just wanted to drop a quick line and say it's great to hear you back on the air and no longer corporate. I've been listening to the show since early 2005. And I put Wrestling News Live up there with Between the Ropes and Live Audio Wrestling as the best shows for wrestling coverage. Well, thank you. That's that's awesome company. I'm glad you decided to have JJ as your partner in this, as he is the perfect fit since JSK is no longer here with us. He would be proud. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to what you have in store for us, Mr. Soul. So there you go. Good email. I like that one. I appreciate that. That's that's. Thank you so much, Mr. Soul. That's awesome. I told you to give you the warm and fuzzies. It does, man. It touches my heart quite a bit. I I love hearing positive feedback like that. I mean, there, there's a lot of people out. You were one of the few people, one of the very few people that I don't know how to say this, but you're one of the few people from outside the family that has always been a part of the family. So it's. Having you on as, as a partner in this is an easy transition for the listeners as much as it is for me. That You know what? That's true. When I look back at the things that you and I have done uh, on our own, of course, and... and they don't even know how much we've worked together behind the scenes where we're, you know, it hasn't you know been on-air stuff. Oh, I know. I mean, you and I have... <laughs> well, we, we started working together, what, 2004? Really? Oh, at least. You know, doing stuff behind the scenes, and uh, you know, I, again, I know we've said this many times, but you know, you go back to the when worlds collide thing. You know, yeah, that was the start of uh, of a long friendship between you and I. So, we've <laughs> <laughs> and the angel of Azrael wants me to give him a howl. I'm like, I'm, I'm with my voice going out. I'm howless tonight, man. <laughs> I'm lucky to still have a voice. Uh, you know what? I said we would take some phone calls, so uh, I actually have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It's none other than the new data of com. Myself, Chris Kelly. What's up, brother? Uh, a nice, stressful day, as usual. I know um, it's a long day. <laughs> oh, but I wanted to come on and actually praise TNA. Um, I have both Raw and TNA on two TVs. I spent most of the time watching TNA. I I knew I knew about most most of the, like the most of the surprises due to being the um, the the insect troll that I am, but yeah. there he did pre- pretty well to like to, like to, like um to like plan him out because I'm not sure if you read um Jeffrey's tw- um Jeffrey's um, girlfriend's Twitter, but she but he said that TNA would be appearing um yeah. straight away or more. No, 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 on TNA, like, straight away. But, um, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the chat room. I don't know if you were in there or at that time or not. But a lot of people were bitching 
about TNA giving away its surprises. Well, and the reason they're doing that is because they want you to stay tuned. They don't want you to turn the channel. They want you to know something big is about to happen so you don't switch over to WWE and forget to switch back. Well, they didn't really give, they didn't really give them all away. Like, I know they did some kind of like drug reference with um, RVD going, Taz, what were you doing at 420? I had, I had no idea what that meant. So they kind of gave it away to some fans, but not all the fans. <laughs> I'm not surprised you didn't understand that. But they kind of teased it, but didn't reveal it, in my opinion. Like, but we all, but we all knew that Jeff Hardy was going to return some point at, in the night. But the way that he returned was fantastic. Just a shame that, that they cut off the cut off the Swanton Bond, saying that yeah. they were eight minutes overtime. But, but you got the point. I mean, he came down and made the save. And I think they might actually push him into the main event because I don't really see them keeping someone of his stature in a mid card in the X Div. Well, I mean, if he was going to be the answer to the X Division, he would have come out in the place that Shannon Moore was in. Mm. Like I, he did when when he um, appeared on the January 4th show, when he took out took out Hernandez after yeah. he was from the cage. I think that since that has probably ha- since that happened, they've probably had conversations saying, Jeff saying, hey, look, I'll come back, but I'm not going to be an X Division guy. I'll, I'll, I'll come back and, and be in the main event scene. And I want a title shot. I want a title run. And I'm sure that's already been negotiated into whatever makeshift contract he has waiting on him for the day that he gets cleared of all these charges or gets out of jail. Yeah, I I think Jeff will be a great um, asset for TNA if he gets um, cleared of these charges. Um, and I just hope that TNA can keep, keep this up every single week because tonight's show was a fantastic show. As you know, next, next week's show is pre-taped, so we, we should have this for out tomorrow. And I well, that they can keep... see. I mean, we'll see next week if they mail it in on a tape show. I'm ho- I, I'm hoping they don't because, like we've said, um, having two shows on one night is fantastic. You can just flip between both of them and not be right. stuck on one product. Well, you um, know, I'll say this. I, I think that they're going to do just fine on these tape shows, but uh, the telling number really is going to be tonight when the TNA, excuse me, when the Spike executives look at the number they did tonight, whether it was a low number, whether it was a high number, uh, you know, ultimately Hulk and Eric's goal is to take this show and make it a live show every week. I think that really to compete with Vince and the WWE, they're going to have to do that. I'm not really a big fan of them doing a tape show tomorrow night and then airing it. I mean, it's going to happen. That's just the way it is. But in the long run, they're going to go live. This is just a temporary experiment. Let's face it. I think that after tonight, they have a good chance of really going somewhere with this, and I wish them all the luck in the world. I have, I, I've had the reputation in the past of someone who has been accused of being a TNA hater, and I don't hate TNA, but I think since Bischoff and Hogan came aboard, that product has in, improved immensely, and I give my props to those guys, and I hope that they can take uh, the production values and everything that they're doing on Monday nights with this show and continue this trend. And if they do, then they've got a good chance of one day reliving what they had with WCW. When I watched the show tonight, I almost felt like I was watching WCW again. There were so many segments that reminded me of WCW that I really think they have a good chance of going somewhere with this. And the best bit for me at tonight was Lacey Von Eric is now in theory one-third of the tag team champions. That made my day. I'm happy. 
Well, go rub one out looking at her pictures, man. We're going to take another phone call. <laughs> have fun. All right, Crowley. We'll talk Peace. to you later, buddy. You have fun. Don't tell him that. He will. Like Crowley. He's a good kid. Yeah, Crowley's a good guy. I like him. But he's gone. So, again, guys, the phone lines are open. Of course, it's going to take them a good two minutes before they hear that. Uh, I guess we go ahead and move on a little bit to Monday Night Raw. I mean, we've said everything we can say on TNA Impact. They delivered tonight. Good show. I'm proud of the effort they put out. Yeah, I have no beefs. I, I look at it in my notes, and I've got HB Taker promo. Uh, Triple H versus Sheamus was good. Um, they set that up real well. Um, and I noticed something tonight. And I and I, I wrote down, maybe it's because he was wearing jeans. But we've been hearing that Triple H has been having some quad problems. He showed that tonight. I think tonight was the first time I've seen him gimp a little in the ring. And it was getting in and out of the ring. Maybe he was selling the Crelly or the Crelly, the Seamus beatdown from the week before. <laughs> but I think there was a couple times where he legitimately gimped up a little bit because he was in a little pain. You know what? I, I agree with that. I did see uh, him walking a little gingerly there. So this match that they're setting up for WrestleMania, it's not going to surprise me in the least if we see Sheamus completely go over Triple H. Uh, you know, one of the big news stories that just came out this week is Stephanie McMahon's been spotted, and she's she's pregnant once again. And, and you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, congratulations uh, yeah. to Stephanie and Triple H on their third child. I look forward to, uh, you know, I, I looked forward to being a father the first time. So, so I look forward to the DVD. There you go. Uh, I'm sure Triple H is, is looking forward to this uh, this third child, but at this point, I mean, if he blows another quad, he's done. Uh, it's it's over for Triple H. So I think having a match with Sheamus at Mania and putting Sheamus over would be the right thing to do for Triple H at this stage in the game. Uh, that said, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Hello. Hello. Apparently, we do not have a caller on the line, so I will let this person go. Hang up on her ass. That's I'm bring, right. I'm bringing, the, I'm bringing the old school WNL buzzer back. Oh yeah, because we need that. Apparently, you know, people are calling in and they're not, they're not answering. You so, fuck up or you piss me off. You're getting a buzzer. We're hanging up on you. Man, actually, we do have another caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? I really hope you don't give me the buzzer because I really don't want the buzzer. I would not buzz you at this point. In the conversation, so to speak. Well, if I get the buzzer, I'm going to be really ticked off. <laughs> I won't give Mike his hug that he deserves. There you go. What Let's is up? The, well, nothing's up. I just thought I'd come in, join the conversation, be on the first, my first WNL ever online, I guess. My first call. I don't know. But I just thought I'd jump in and see what is up with. My two, my two brothers here. So uh, let me get this straight. This, the, the, and you mentioned this to me last week. This is actually your first post wrestling news live on the Sunday Night Showdown dot com, the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> that you didn't fall asleep before the show came on is what you're actually trying to say. Yeah. Yes. I uh, last week, last Monday, I had a very long day. This week I actually had a very long day, but I also took some uh, some energy drinks, so 
Five-hour five energy. Got to give it a good plug. Five-hour energy. <laughs> Crystal Light, man. Crystal Light works better. Hey, don't fuck with my sponsorship. Five-hour energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better Where's fucking up? send me some money off that shit. Fuck. Well, it's actually a deal I have with my radio station. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, checks in the mail. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, yeah, I am. Didn't you call me out last week on unplugged? Did I? I don't remember half of what happened last week. I'm sorry. I want to say for some reason I remember sitting here eating dinner, <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm being called out on unplugged. I don't even remember what for. Uh. Well, there's no archive, so we can't go back to that. So I don't know. You may have be you that you may be lucky. There's no archive because I've had time to forget and calm down. I don't remember what happened. If if I did call you out, I may have, I may have not. I think that, I think if memory serves me correctly. Granted, I've drank since then. <laughs> oh hell! But then again, what's new? Um, we call that Monday. Yeah, any day that ends in Y. Um, I think you said I was a TNA hater. No, that wasn't me. A long-time TNA hater. That wasn't me, brother. Sorry. And somebody did. I'll have to get somebody's ass. I'm, I'm going to... Oh, I, I found out who that is. I'm, I'm going to conference him in just a second. Okay. Uh, I, I think I might know, but I'm not going to spoil it. But, um, Trey... By the way, bef- well, this is where you got unplugged on the mind right quick. Have you yeah. had a chance to check out MLB uh, 010 or 2010, the show? No, because I'm an Xboxer. I've got uh, MLB oh. 2K10, which, let me say, while i got you guys on the line, you know, last year's was horrible. 2K9 was horrible. Like, you can probably get it for 9 bucks right now. Yeah, you can. At a, at a gaming store. And the reason why 2K10... Uh, or not 2K, but the show has been so successful. My little brother, who is not a major video game guy, never has been. It. I mean, we played a lot as kids, but as you know, PlayStation 2 came out. He probably didn't get his first PlayStation 2 until like two years ago, and he came to stay with me while he was working on the railroad. And I was playing uh, MLB The Show 07, I think, on PlayStation 2. And even on the PlayStation 2, that game with its minor league shit was so head and shoulders above every other baseball game that he actually fell in love with the game, and I gave it to him for his birthday. He still, to this day, is playing that same MLB 07, The Show. (laughs) He's like... He's like 20 years into the future playing shortstop for the Yankees, you know, hitting 70, 80 home runs a year, you know. His characters are backed out and everything. But uh, this year, with 2K10, they implemented the minor league system just like Call to the Show. Now, with that being said, the one beef I've always had with the show and I've played since the 06 version. And I mean, when I say I've played, I play it like the old school SmackDown on the PlayStation 2 where, you know, the first 
couple that were really pretty good, um, where you could go so many years in the future and still keep playing and playing and playing on storyline mode or whatever. Yeah. Um, my thing is, in all the years that I've played MLB The Show and started from the day I created my character, mind you, to joining the minor leagues, because as soon as you create your character, you go straight to spring training for whatever team you, you land on. Only one time since 06 and the numerous times I've created a player, only one time have I gone through the opening of spring training to the end of spring training and in my first season made the major league club without going to the minor leagues. And that was when I made myself the shortstop for the Royals. And I played instantly. I was the instantly. I was the opening day starter from from day one. Every other time I've played, you start out in double A, triple A. But the problem is, to advance, you have to meet certain goals to get points to add to your character's attributes. Yeah. Well, if you get if you get stuck on a team like in double A, where you're not the starter. You might only see the field once every week in, a, in like, a pinch-hitting role or a, a fucking pinch runner. And so you don't gain any attribute points. Well, then your shit starts to slip. You start to deteriorate as a player. And that's what I did not like. I would rather, instead of going to the pros and sitting on the fucking bench, I'd rather play every day in AAA because then you get attribute points. So MLB 2K10, they have fixed all that. You still have goals. Ever get bat, you have a goal, an agenda. There is no just swing away. You always have an agenda. Get a base hit. Get ahead in the count. Take the first strike. Something, you know. And it's at first it was a little odd, but now that I've played it, I've made my way up to the pros. In my second season, I'm 100% in love. Now, I haven't played the new show, but I, I can honestly tell you, comparing last year's MLB The Show minor league system to that of 2K10, I'll take 2K10 right now any day of the week. Well, I think you might enjoy 2K10, but we may have to postpone this conversation if you're willing to come on to Unplug tomorrow. We could have this conversation there. I'm always willing. Love, I, if, if JJ's okay with it, I'd love to have you on tomorrow night so we can talk about it. All right. I can do that. Sounds good. Um, we actually do have the person on the line who actually called you out last week on Unplugged. <laughs> so joining us on the line, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Hey, JJ. It's David. Oh, Trey. Gosh. David I was hoping Jesus. it didn't come. I, I knew it was one of you unplugged fuckers. Damn it. I was really hoping I was really hoping this confrontation didn't have to occur. Look, here's what I'm gonna say. I know Sean was talking about the fact that this is his first call in on the blah blah. I'd say the first time I ever called in to Wrestling News Live, Trey hung up on me. So I'm just glad I made it this long. <laughs> well just hey, be glad he didn't tell you it was his fucking show and you could leave if you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. What's that mean? I fucking hung up on JJ. <laughs> Actually I hung up on you, but uh that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a story for another time. You know what? I've already had one argument with the fucking staff member of some other website today. Why not just make it a clean sweep and get all you <laughs> to call in tonight? 
No, but I got to say, Trey, in all honesty, I was I my calling out was completely unfounded. For some reason, I swore that you were not a TNA fan, and the fact that I have been enjoying TNA recently, though, admittedly, mostly because I think it's hilarious 99% of the time, I, I did say on air on Unplugged that you were not one, and I feel like this is the appropriate time to apologize for uh, putting those false words in your mouth. I, uh, you know, I've been critical, but I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm one of the, one of the few guys, Big Mosh is another one. Uh, there's a few of us old school guys that have been around since TNA's been around day one, and we kind of hitched our wagon to that because, you know, the WWE is so snobby to internet radio for no reason. I understand their reasonings at some, at some points. I hate the fact that they won't let anybody from the WWE come on just a normal every night internet radio show, but yet they'll use the internet in a, in a gimmick or a storyline. You know, it's like, you're not good enough for us for publicity, but you're good enough for us when we need some, you know, when we need something. And so I kind of just hitched my wagon to CNA and I got in good with the company. And, you know, that's why I've always had a history. Plus, I mean, up until the last year or so, I personally knew everybody on the roster and, and probably had their number in my cell phone. You know, Lord forbid I ever sell my cell phone to one of these, you know, kiosks at the mall and some wrestling fan gets a hold of it and they don't reset my phone. <laughs> but, I mean, these guys were friends of mine, you know, and I wanted to see them succeed for that reason. But then again, by the same point, you know, I, I, I can't I can't always have my blinders on. I have to I have to critique and, you know, judge the product for what it is when it is. You know, it's like having a celebrity on the internet come on and do an interview and then in that interview he lies through his teeth more than once and you don't call him out on it because you're just so impressed that he gave you a minute of his time. No, that's not my job. Don't let me catch you calling. Don't let, don't let me catch you lying to the fans on the show because I'm going to call you out. That's my job as I do finger quotations as a wrestling radio host. You know, I mean, that's just the way the world works. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent there, and that's one of the reasons that I respect you. And, and people who you know keep that mentality. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a journalism student, so it's those are the kind of things we're taught. You know, you don't just say what's you know needs to be said. You say you go further than that, and you find out the truth behind everything. Trey, the other reason um, I called in was kind of to go off on something you said earlier. I, I know you were talking about Chris Angel, and you're not sure. I actually was really disappointed tonight watching Raw because I felt as though. Uh, not so much as you, as I just didn't want to see him. I felt like they they wasted an opportunity to really do some kind of you know grand spectacle illusion with the guy. I mean, they did some close up stuff, which is nice, but they could have made divas appear out of nowhere. I mean, they could have done something cheesy, but in front of the live audience and take advantage of it. It, it. I feel as though with the the guest host concept these past couple weeks, they're just going through the motions. If they're going to half ass it, I don't want to watch it. Have you really seen the role of the guest host kind of diminish since Bob Barker? Absolutely. I mean, and my thing is, if, if this motherfucker is the magician of the year, you want to impress me, make the big show disappear. <laughs> I wanted a levitation. I wanted to see him go on top of the Titantron, levitate mm. over to where JR or where the King and Michael Cole sit, and then pop right down to, in the seat. 
That's what I wanted to say. And all I really wanted was the, the damn spinner belt to get disappeared by Chris Angel. But I didn't you get want, that either. You want to impress me? Drop down from the rafters like Sting in the Divas match and make all their tops fall off. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with that one. That's a very good point. Um, I'm going to head out, but you guys can catch me and JJ on Unplugged tomorrow night. Thank you guys for the time. All, all right, right, David. Good. Talk to you later, buddy. No hard feelings. None taken. I got oh. Phil's heart. Wait, what? And cut. <laughs> All right, Sean. I think we're going to let you go on that note. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> help me. Um, tomorrow night on Unplugged, hopefully Trey will be there so we can talk a little MLB. Tomorrow night we'll also be talking about Bad Company 2 um, for the 360. And who knows, I might get myself killed. Who knows? Goodbye. Bye. All on right. that note, we'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Sean, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Later. So the phone lines are open. Ring-a-ding-ding. Get your calls in now. Oh, God, you know Mike's going to be in here in a second, if unless he's not the first call. I mean, I, I there's 20 people that want to get in. I'm just it's waiting on them like, to start ringing like me. This book I had when I was a kid by Grover from Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. It's called The Monster at the End of the Book. Oh, dude, I had that, too. Yeah, the more you turn the pages, he's trying to you know talk you out of going and reading anymore, and he's putting up cement blocks. And come to find out, he's the monster at the end of the book. Mike Sisliano calling into the show is like the monster at the end of the book. You know it's going to happen. You just got to wait till you get there. You know, that's turn true. That page, turn that page, and there he is. And speaking of the monster at the end of the book, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? The champ is here. <laughs> What's up, boys? The champ is in the house. I wanted so much to have the opportunity to rile up those two, those two knuckleheads you had on a few minutes ago. But since I don't have that opportunity, let me get right down to the brass tacks. I had a chance to stream a bunch of TNA. I watched a lot of the replay while you guys were doing your thing. And I watched some of Raw. Now, as far as I could tell, that Vince Cena thing, that was so freaking predictable in my opinion. And to be honest with you, I enjoyed TNA a lot more. Uh, WWE, I thought, was very, it was very basic. You know, I did not catch the Taker Sean promo. I wanted to, but I remembered about their whole five-minute first uh, first thing that they that they that TNA promoted for the. Uh, Beginning of impact, and we were running on that. It was as good a segment as I've seen in a long time with uh, them putting Hogan up right at the beginning of the show and then having Sting turn heel like that. And Trey, I don't know if you caught it in the chat room, but Sting's uh, work with Van Dam was beautiful. I loved every freaking second of it. Cool. I, have no, I had no issues with that whatsoever. I thought it was beautiful. If if it's Hall if it's Hall six pack and Sting is the Wolf Pack, you know what? I know I'm going to contradict myself, but hey, what the hell? Later on this week, I'm going to be sticking my foot right down my yap on the rewind in a big way. I'll explain that this weekend. So I'll be I'll, I'll turn around and I'll stick my foot in my yap right now. Sting, uh, Sting Flair, Sting Hogan, whatever. Let's see what happens. Right now, I'm more into I'm more interested to see what Bischoff. Is going to do with uh, with TNA 
than I am to see what's going on on the, on the other side with WWE. And yes, that is a complete reversal of what I've been saying in the past, but I was entertained beyond belief with what I saw with, w, with uh, TNA. Even the, even the beer money thing was fun. I mean, Jarrett, let's, well, Jarrett is sounding like a little crybaby pansy. I mean, I know that's probably part of the character, but Jesus, shut up and shut up and fight your battles and get up and get your freaking head out of your ass. But that's just my own opinion. See, I think, um, I think Jarrett, I think with the Jarrett thing to really, really work, and I've agreed with you on everything you said so far. I think to get the Jarrett thing to really, really work, Bischoff needs to continue for at least two or three more episodes of really breaking him down really, really backing Jarrett's back into the corner to where he's going to have to make a phone call to somebody to get some help. And, and who, do you, who do you have in mind? Dude, I it, it was set up so perfect tonight. Chris Harris would have been perfect. That would have been a good setup, especially with what uh, with, with who he was facing. If Harris would have showed up then, it would have been a hell of a, hell of a, hell of a nice setup for a nice feud between Harris and Jarrett and Beer Money. And there's definitely a tremendous amount of uh, history between those four guys. But if it's not not Wildcat, then it needs to be, you know, another another one of these WWE releases probably. Somebody that, you know, can come in and team with Jarrett to help scoop him up off his feet and, and get him back in the game and let him fight his way back to where he needs to be. But I, even as as pathetic as some of this Jared Angle has been, I'm still into it. I don't mind at all seeing Jared get his ass kicked to try and break him down. Like you said, the uh, the catering thing I think was way over the top. But it's it's so weird with Bischoff, man. You're going to see Bischoff do some stupid ass crap with like Foley and Etiquette Spool and Jared flipping burgers, and then you get a setup with the with the Nash. Young and uh, Hall and Six Pot segment that I thought was freaking unbelievable. Yeah. It's like Bischoff changes from face to heel almost on a freaking dime. But he's one it's of the weird that can do it and do it well. Yes, I don't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. I don't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. Listen, very quickly on the way out the door. Anybody in SCW wants a piece? You want some? Come get some. The champ is here, and nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to take what I got. I put Snake in the hospital. I'll put anybody else who's got the guts to step in the ring with me. I'll put him in the hospital. You got a problem with that? You come see me, and let's see what you got, because I'm going to kill. It's been a pleasure. Wait a minute. Who else is on here? Sean, you still there? No, Sean's gone. Oh, you okay? Then in that case, that's my well. Uh-oh. As far as the championship <laughs> title is concerned, my friend, don't don't yes, become, don't, yes big dog. Don't become a member of the Make a Wish Foundation because I'm one that'll grant that motherfucker for you. And the last thing you want is for me to come get that belt. Hey, big dog, I got two words for you. Bring it. All right, Mike. Bring it. <laughs> All right, hang up on him. All right, Mike, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Later, Mike. Adios. All right. All right, with that being said, Mike's gone. We do have another caller in here, Wrestling News Live. Uh, who is this? Hi, Trey, talking about the tag team titles. Flair 16 time and Shin Sensei 
are going to make quick work of the IRA, and then we're going to come for you all in the well, finals you know, of the tournament at WrestleMania. It's good for every challenged individual to have a dream. <laughs> That'd be a good future. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about uh, TNA tonight. Uh, I was at the January 4th show, as you all know I was, and uh, I thought tonight's show was... I'm just going to ask you, being a guy that was there, being a guy that I know is a fan, being a guy that you want them to have success, did it still, as successful as it was, did it not seem more like a three-ring circus as compared to the structured show we got tonight? Yeah, I mean, that's the point I was going to make. I thought tonight's show was just a world better um, than, than the January 4th show. I, I think it's clear that uh, since they've had a couple months to work, that Hogan and Bischoff have laid the foundation for what they want to do in the company. I mean, since that was just their first night, they still had to kind of clean up from uh, what TNA's done. And, I mean, I think it's been clear throughout TNA's history that whenever it's a big show, TNA puts all their guns together. I mean, they, they get up. I wish they'd be like that for every show. You know I what? Mean, I, just, it, I just had an epiphany. And there was an epiphany on both shows tonight, in case you didn't catch that. Sean had one, and then uh, somebody else had one on Raw, or on TNA. I can't remember who it was. Um, but I'm having one now. Magic ink pen time. We were talking about who is somebody Jeff Jarrett could go to that's not in the company now. My first guess would be Chris Harris because he just fits the way things were going tonight. My second would be this. Let's not forget that even though Hogan and Bischoff are reportedly running the show, that Jarrett and Foley have a lot of stock in that company as well that's never been taken away from them. So let's not forget about that. Let's say Foley goes to Jarrett and says, look, man, you know, separate, we don't have much pull. Together, we put what we have together to go against these guys. We might make a splash. And I got just the guy to help whip us into shape financially. Bring in a financial advisor that's got some muscle, JBL. That's a great idea, Trey. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. I mean, <laughs> especially with the work that he's done with Foley in the past and uh, just mixing in with Jarrett. I mean, that'd be great. Um, but, yeah, I'd actually thought about uh, Chris Harris uh, whenever I saw that tonight, especially whenever they turned heel. That's one thing I loved that TNA did tonight, too, with their heel turns. I mean, uh, you had Sting, you had Rear Money. I know I know it had to be great for you to see Chris Harris back to the hill. I, mean, I think his best work is, is as a bad guy. I mean, I, I'm more inclined to the hills anyway, so I might be a little biased there. Uh, but I just really love the hill aspect of the show tonight. I thought they put everything together great. Well, what's funny is it, even when they're even when Beer Money is babyface, James still wrestles like a heel. You know, yeah. so seeing them do a heel turn tonight is perfect. I, I have no beef with that whatsoever, especially um, if they take it into the pay-per-view and they use the heel persona by any means necessary, beer bottle or what have you, to win the belts. Yeah, I think they did a great job building up the pay-per-view tonight. I mean, 
Uh, I, I think it might even be a good possibility of, of seeing Harris coming at the pay-per-view. I mean, as they're building up these different factions within the company, I mean, you need something on that side of, of the ball, too. I mean, uh, to, to play right. you got to have the same number of people on the teams, I mean, uh, to, to get it together. So, I mean, I think I think it's interesting. Well, we'll see how it turns out. I, I would be... Uh... One hundred percent for Chris Harris returning to TNA. Well, you know, uh, and, and no, I, I think I think Harris could do uh, do some good in TNA, uh, quite frankly. But the bottom line is, you guys were talking about JBL. I don't think there's a chance in hell that JBL is jumping to TNA. He is so loyal to the McMahons, and and I, I got to be honest, he helped make Vince McMahon money. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, he's made him. I don't him... think it's gonna happen. I'm just saying. You know, you ask me who's the, who's the guy out there that I think would fit. He's a guy that would fit. It would be yeah, interesting. I mean, you look at everyone else that's made uh, Vince money, too, though. I mean, I, mean, I, I think uh, Foley and JBL have always had interaction with each other. So, I mean, if it was in that angle, I think JBL is always up to do something that's good for the business. I think that he still loves the wrestling business, and if it's good for the business, he'd do it. Well, I don't know. JBL's very, very loyal to Vince. I mean, that'd be almost the equivalent of Triple H showing up in TNA. You know, so I'm not saying it would happen. Like I said, I was just asked who I thought was out there that could make a, an impact or a splash, no pun intended, and that's a guy. <laughs> True that. So. No, you got a point there. I I just, I don't think it would happen. He's He's too in, you know, connected with the McMahons to really see that happen. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, about uh, Mr. Soul's uh, email also, I wanted to get to that, because that uh, put my opinions perfectly in email. I know I ain't sent you an uh, email yet about the show, but I'm so glad you wrote it back, Trey. And uh, JJ's the perfect guy. I can imagine the show without with anybody else and actually call it WNL again. Um, so anyway, y'all been doing a great job with the show. I absolutely love tonight's uh, TNA show. I think they're doing uh, great things, and you all are going to lay out the competition just like they are. Uh, so y'all take care, friends. All right, man. Thanks for the phone call. We appreciate it. Thanks for the comments. Don't thank me. Thank JJ, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Claire. I was going to retire. Yeah, you were going to hang those boots up. But for now. Yeah, for now. You would have been back later, but uh, I'm sure. glad we were able to work something out. Because I, I think we really have a good dynamic uh, with what we're trying to pull off here on Monday nights. And, hey, perfect time to do so with the Monday Night Wars heating up. Uh, yeah. That said, let, let's kind of cover a little bit of Raw. I know we haven't talked a lot about it tonight. Uh, we mainly talked about Chris Angel being the guest GM, which really wasn't uh, wasn't as big as everybody seemed to think. But going into next week, next Monday night, uh, we've got some major stuff going on with the WWE. Stone Cold Steve Austin has been announced as the guest GM next week. Well, let's hope they fucking use him more than just for a couple backstage segments with the Divas and Santino. Oh, without a doubt. They're going to use Stone Cold, and I'm I'm calling this one right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you can expect uh, from Stone Cold's appearance. I think what's going to happen, and you can quote me on this, he is going to end up interjecting himself into that match between Hart 
in McMahon, and I bet you anything he ends up being the special guest referee. I can't think of, of a more bigger name to really infuse a little bit of interest into this match than a Stone Cold Steve Austin, especially when you look at the history between uh, both Steve Austin and Bret Hart. They had a great feud. Uh, the history between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. And to me, having all three of these guys in a match at WrestleMania with Stone Cold as the referee, I think is money all the way. And it's going to help things more than it's going to hinder. Uh, with that said, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? What's going on, peeps and peepettes? This is Specsign. What's going on, JJ and Trey? What's up, brother? I'm great. It's great to hear y'all again, man. I checked out the archives uh, last week, listened to the show. I apologize for not being in the chat last week, but damn, y'all had one hell of a show last week. Yeah, we were doing all right until Mace fucked up the party for everybody. Fucking Mace. <laughs> but you can't really tell from the archive a whole lot of what happened anyway. So. <laughs> Clever edits, my friend. Clever edits. But I don't know what it is with, with that damn Australian. I mean, he calls well, he in, he crashes the show. Tonight. Don't worry, I'm not going to be on the show tonight to mess it up because my internet's down or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, it's great hearing y'all um, tonight. Um you know, I caught Raw uh, for most of the night. Um, I listened to, <clears throat> excuse me, I watched pretty much, I'd say about an hour and 45 minutes of Raw, and I was switching over to Impact here and there, and I was able to catch the entire segment with RBD and Sting, and damn, that was some really good programming right there. I mean, I didn't, I was one of the people that, I, like, I knew Sting was probably going to come back to TNA, but I had no idea that he was going to turn heel, or he will be as good as he, as he was at it the night. I mean, he did so many cool things tonight. Yeah. That there was so much that TNA could build on for the next two or three weeks. And we all know it, you know, TNA usually, you know, this has been my problem with TNA. And I know some, several people may have the same thing. It's like one week, whether it's taped or live, it will just be a fantastic show from top to bottom. But then the next, in, next week and then the week after that, it'll just drop off a little bit. And I'm hoping that next week when they do the show that they can really pick up on the Sting Hill turn. Because I think it has a lot of legs to it. Well, let's compare it, and you make a good point, but let's compare it to an adolescent child. I mean, let's compare it to some kid going through his terrible twos. Some days he has good days. Some days they drive you batshit crazy, and you can't figure out why you had the damn little bastard in the first place. You know, they're going through growing pains, and they're in a period right now where everything you knew is upside down. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything is, is the, everything has changed in the world of TNA wrestling mm -hmm. for the good, for the good. And now everybody's adjusting, everybody's – and what's going to be really bad is, you know, and it's still, it's still a way to make TNA the place to be for the boys in the business because you're live one week, you're taped the next day, so you in a sense get – well – 12 of the 14 days off in a two-week period. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. that, that's what makes it enticing to the guys in the business. Um, the problem with that is, is now you're going to have home run tonight and maybe a CNI single next week. Yeah, you know? I, I definitely agree with that. I think, Like you said, I think TNA is in growing pains, and I think that you know, for the first time in a while, just for me and my perspective, because I can kind of consider myself a casual TNA fan, but... 
I think that, you know, they're trying, they're in the filling out process right now, just trying to fill out what we're going to do with some of these characters. I mean, for about the past couple of months, and we kind of saw this um, during the January Impact, live January Impact, you know, you got Desmond Wolf and you got the Pope, what I think is just a tremendous angle in TNA right now that's not really getting as much attention as I think it should. Because, you know, the Pope over the last couple of months has really showed me something. I think WWE really dropped the ball with him. And you got Desmond coming over from Ring of Honor, you know, Nigel, and he, I, I was really skeptical in seeing how this character would play out, but they booked him well with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle built him up, and he kind of had a, you know, his push was, you know, digressed a little bit, but um, it really didn't take that much away from him because, as you were saying, it was a filling out process with him and several of the other guys in TNA, and now he's found himself in a really nice mid-card-like angle with the Pope that really has a lot of possibilities going forward and something that they can really build off on. You know, you can either build it off on just a straight-up singles match between the two, leading into a huge feud. You could even incorporate the X Division in it if you want to at some point. Or you can just incorporate it in something like, all right, this, this, these two guys, one person's going to be a number one contender at some, some point, or the other one will. Um, there's really good stuff there. And I hadn't even gotten to the great um, promo between Kurt Angle and... Um, and Mr. Anderson tonight, and you see what happened was I caught I caught TNA right after I watched Raw, so I was able to really look really pay close attention to what was going on in TNA after that show, and I, I have to admit both shows were great tonight. I, I, I really wouldn't say any really bad thing about both shows. I, I, I enjoyed it, both of them thoroughly, um, but I think in terms of long term angles and seeing what you can really do with some of these guys you know we all know wwe is building up towards wrestlemania but what are they going to do after that with tna i see a build that could last for four or five six months if they really push it the right way you know right i agree with you the 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 light at the end of the tunnel for the wwe is wrestlemania and if tna is smart they're already looking beyond that exactly exactly so and and and, and listeners um, let this let this be a show to you of here JJ and I have both for the last 20 minutes tried to get into raw chat and it's the listeners that want to talk TNA well yep. of course you know I mean we all know what's going to happen to the WWE leading into WrestleMania I mean in terms of their build and don't, don't make no mistake about it I absolutely love the build that's going on right now in the WWE it's just that for the first time in, you know, since 2000, we haven't had another company, you know, go head to head with Raw and we were able to, you know, talk about something else. I mean, for goodness sakes, guys, we've been talking about the WWE nonstop for, for the last 10 years, you know, and, and at some point, you know, it, it, it gets so damn redundant that you want to, you know, start talking about a little bit more stuff. And what I see in TNA is possibilities for, you know, more of a long term agenda. While the WWE is more of like an everyday thing, but, you know, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to shit on either show. I, I love both shows tonight. I just think in terms of progression, TNA has, you know, like you said, um, a light at the end of the tunnel that's a little bit longer than the one in the WWE right now. We know what the payoff in the WWE is going to be um, towards the end of March. Um, what's going to happen after that is a question mark to several of us. But in TNA, we're seeing what they could really be doing with you know, leading into the summer or something. I mean, the Ric Flair and AJ Styles thing has legs, and we haven't even really talked that much about that. I mean, there's so many different elements to that, and I'm seeing such a great progression with AJ Styles' character that I haven't seen in a, 
in a long time. You know, I was against AJ and, and Flair at the beginning. It really didn't look right. AJ dressed up and trying to look like Ric Flair. While we all know that, you know, AJ's personality isn't like that. But I have to give the guy his credit. He's really grown into that character. And it's getting better every week. I mean, you know, several years ago, we were shitting on AJ Styles' promo ability. But I don't think you can do that anymore. I think the guy has, has turned the corner with that, and I think Ric Flair was a great help to him. And now that you have him in these angles with some of the top talent of yesteryear that are helping him out, you know, the sky's the limit for AJ Styles. He's no longer the X-Division-like wrestler that could have a good match with anybody. He's now expanding his character a little bit more, which is a very, very big plus to TNA. And he always has the history, so if you're TNA... You can talk about his history up and down the ladder, and it's going to be great. Nothing but good signs for the company. Um, tonight, I saw Christopher Daniels. They're finally giving him some promo time. Who I think he's one of the most underrated promo guys in the business. And oh, him, yeah. and him and Cass had a really, really good promo going. Um, you know, just just a lot of positives. I think in wrestling, period today. Whether you're talking about the WWE or you're talking about TNA, and that's a good thing for all of us. I would agree, man. Thanks for the phone call. All right, anytime, guys. Great show, and I definitely love listening to Wrestling News Live. I'm glad it's back. Well, we're glad to be back, man. It's back and better than ever, man. Thanks, Spec. Appreciate it. JJ, you know something that hasn't been brought up, and this blows me away. I've been waiting and waiting to say this. Okay. But we have dissected TNA. If it was a frog, there'd be nothing left. True. But one thing. What's that? Not one listener. Not one caller. To my knowledge, not one chatter, as I've been in the chat room all night long watching the chat. We just had a head-to-head episode of Impact versus Raw, and nobody cares what van Samoa Joe is in. <laughs> you know, that that's a good point. Before we segue into that, I love that. Uh, we actually do have another caller on the line. The phone's been ringing off the hook tonight, guys. I it's appreciate not Samoa it. Joe. <laughs> uh, you know what? There you go. Who's Samoa Joe? I mean, who the fuck is Samoa Joe? We don't know. Uh, but actually, we have someone on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? You talk about you being Mr. Money on the mic. I'm Mr. Atta Productions. It's CJ Bowman on the line. CJ, what's, what's up? up? Nothing much. You want to talk? Yo, it went from who the fuck is Internet Dave to who the fuck is Samoa Joe now. <laughs> Dave's you know, not here, man. Where is he? He's been abducted. He probably got taken back to some to American Samoa and have him doing slave trades with diamonds. Actually, that van, that van, a lot of people don't know this, that van that picked him up is a transport van. That's the same van that me and JSK and uh, Adam and my ex-girlfriend rode in with Raven and Rhino on our way over to the bar. No fuck. Really? Yeah, it's what they they transport they transfer the wrestlers that don't drive from the impact zone back to the bar because the bar's next to the hotel right. in, in those vans. Yeah, that's actually a good thing. Thank, thanks for letting me know that. I thought that was just like a slave trade van or something, you know, like Samoa Joe's becoming a slave or something. They're probably getting shipped to a new farm system, quote unquote. Yeah, don't be, don't be, don't be, uh, you know. Misrepresenting Team Negro. That's right, man. Because I don't want Samoa Joe coming out next week with "Wade in Water" <laughs> as the theme music. Because that just ain't gonna go over so well. I'm telling you. The funniest you know, I heard. The funniest one I heard, and somebody in our chat room said it the night that it happened was that WWE must have called somebody saving him from painting another penis on his face. 
<laughs> Yo, but you know what? Let's talk Raw because I know y'all been trying to get on Raw, and I've watched more Raw than I watched Impact tonight. All and right, bring I'm... us bring us in. All right, for the first thing, the the, um, the opening segment between Taker and HBK, I totally let's let's kind of skip that because I'm trying to call it equal, but the deepest match I think well, it was after that one. Well, before, I, before you skip before you skip that promo, I've been wanting to say this all night. Okay. The the coolest thing about that promo was that the Undertaker came out talking smack, and, yeah. and HBK didn't even give him a chance. He just walked right on out. And the coolest thing that Sean said was, I had an epiphany. I had a dream. I was laying in bed, and this dark cloud was over me. And he said, it all just made sense. That cloud lifted away, and I could breathe again, and it just all made sense. As I compare your actions recently to the actions that you had last year in our original match, and everybody just kind of, what's he talking about, you know? And Taker looks at him all cockeyed, like, what? And Sean says, says, no, seriously, you know, I I had to cost you your match. In the elimination chamber, I had to do that. That was just yeah, I heard that one. I had to do so that I could get your attention. But you had already agreed to the match when you interfered in my match last week, and you wouldn't have asked me to put my career on the line because you thought I'd say no, and I didn't. Then you interfered in my match last week. After I'd already said yes and given you my answer, that just shows me that you're scared and that deep down in your black heart, there's only one emotion that exists, and that's fear. And I thought, wow, what a well-written, well, I don't know who wrote that or Sean came up with that, but what a really good analogy and a very good written promo to get into The Undertaker's head. You know what? Honestly, I have to say, you know, after hearing you say, because I did hear it, like, kind of off-kilter because I was talking in the chat, but I'm sorry, but I think the build-up to this 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 version of the match, this second match, is actually better than last year's. I mean, last year's was more all fun and games most for the most part. Last year's was more um, summer blockbuster movie trailer. Yeah. This is more independent movie that you know is going to get an Oscar. Exactly. This is more what um the Hurt Locker or something like that compared to like something else. Like Avatar. Think about it. Yeah, like Avatar. No, but in all honesty, I no that was what I'm sorry, but why did DX have to do the two best promos of the night? I'm sorry. That's when, just you go, <laughs> when you look at that one, you go to Triple H and Sheamus, and Triple H says down says down. Many people have tried to make a name off of me. And very few succeeded. Ask John Cena. Ask Batista. He didn't even mention Benoit. And everybody knew Benoit was on that list. And everybody else. You look at everybody else who's failed against Triple H. I think the only one other person that actually succeeded against Triple H was The Rock at WrestleMania. If yeah. I remember right. Undertaker. Undertaker did. Well, that's Undertaker. That's, that's besides the point. He was already he was, he had made a name for himself. That was the match where Taker actually tombstone Triple H out in the crowd. Oh God! Which one? Which WrestleMania was that though? Um, JJ, do you remember which one that was? Which WrestleMania was what? Uh, 
refresh my memory here. Where so uh, steps in take a, in no crowd. Yeah, take her, take her, and uh, Triple H, and he. Uh, it was the same year that for the build up. It was seventeen. Uh, it was the same year for the build up that before WrestleMania they had a match. Maybe at No Way Out or something. I don't remember. But Undertaker went to do the last ride, and Triple H hit him in the head with a sledgehammer. Yeah, that was seventeen. That was the the main event of that was uh, was Rock and Austin, and at okay. the time I do believe uh, Triple H was the. I think this is about the time they were doing the the two man power trip, if I'm not mistaken. So no, Triple I H, power trip. That was fun. Triple H was running around the Intercontinental Champion at the time, or right before that. I, I know he, he had the Undertaker at Mania and, and Taker beat him. I remember that. So yeah, it was it was Triple H and Austin and Triple H and Austin were tag team champions. Austin was WWF and Triple H was Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah. I think that was actually after Mania that that actually happened. The power trip was actually initiated at WrestleMania 17 when Stone Cold actually turned uh, heel and sided with Vince McMahon against The Rock. And I guess it was the next night on Raw they really started the two-man power trip with uh, with Trips and Austin. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, and Matt, back to Raw. I don't want to get us sidetracked. And that, was, that was your history Demon's lesson match. for the week. Yeah, The Demon's match. I'm sorry. In my opinion, I'm so, that match was so phenomenal, so much better than anything they've ever put on as of late. Oh, yeah, I have to agree with you. And, I, and I've said it during the match. I'm going to say it again now. Eve Torres is about to become the WWE Diva Champion. Exactly. And I agree with that fully. I'm sorry. That arm bar, that, like, I'm not even sure if it's a Fujiwara arm bar. Like, that's how bugged out I was. That arm she bar was, almost stopped. She almost DDTs you off top rope into the armbar. Which was awesome. I'm sorry. Like, you don't see that much more. Out of a diva? Yeah, but she's she's not really built like those other girls either. I mean, she's tall. She's big. She's thick and looks good in all the right places. Damn right. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, she's got, a, she's got a chance at being something. Oh, yeah. Then you have Legacy versus Orton, which is a pretty great match in its own right. My only beef with that is they took about 27 commercials during that match. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that, that was kind of horrendous. But other than that, it kind of led. I think there's going to be some tension between Cody and Ted after a while, like probably within the next two weeks, setting up a triple threat at WrestleMania. You know what, guys? I, and i got to be real honest breaking in with that. Uh, I like the dynamic. I'm not a big fan, however, of turning Randy Orton face at this point in time. I think he's better. he's better suited as the heel. Uh, I mean, I, I know people are cheering for him because he's kind of, he's almost on the same level of Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, from 10 or 12 years ago when, you know, Steve Austin was this badass heel that everybody cheered. But at the same time, I just think Ted and Cody, or at least Ted, would be better suited as a face, and I think Orton should should stay the heel that we all love him to be. I'm not a big fan of this angle that they're they're pushing uh, with Orton going face right now. I think the main problem is is that... I think Randy Orton is, yes, at that Stone Cold level, but approaching the Undertaker level where he's beyond face or heel. He's just who he is. Like, that's the advantage that he has over someone like John Cena, where John Cena will be either a face or a heel no matter what you say. Right. You know, you know Ted DiBiase as a, as a heel right now, you can work him after WrestleMania into a face role because Cody role, you can have Cody turn on Ted. As simple as that. And have the, all three of them go their separate ways. I agree. I, just, no. I, I also agree with JJ, though. And I also agree with... Uh, who said it in the chat room? 
Spec son. Orton should never be a face, ever. ever. He, sh- he shouldn't be. He's too good at what he does being a badass. He can be a face. It just They just need to really work it well. But after what seeing what happened in 2004, no, I don't want to see Orton as a face any time in his career I, except for the Twilight. I look at Randy Orton like a poisonous snake that somebody tries to make into a pet. It's all good till the motherfucker bites you. They, you know? Or it strangles the shit out of you. You know. You know, then you got, let's see, then you got, all right, what's Regal versus Bourne, which was an, what, the ending was just crazy. Like, a knee trembler into a knee trembler, then the shooting star, shooting star press was like, wow. Well, I'll tell you what, he got some air on that shooting star press. Does he ever? He always does, though. Well, yeah, but dude, just something tonight, he hit on his PF flyers. Something tonight was. <laughs> oh, man, he had the rebound pumps, the old school John Cena rebound pumps. He pumped it up and decided to get some extra air. Somebody some... shot a rocket out of his ass tonight, and I ain't kidding you. He had some Air Jordan kick pads, I think. <laughs> Nike shocks or some shit. <laughs> yeah, then you got the final match. The match that I enjoyed the most. Why? Because Vince McMahon fucking with John Cena is the greatest thing ever to happen. Uh, yeah, I, agree. I agree, but like Mike said, it was predictable. We knew it was going to happen. Actually, and- no, I didn't think. Actually, me personally, I didn't think that it would have turned into a gauntlet match. I figured that in some way, shape, or form, there would have been a Batista interference. Yes. Well, I, I won't so say late. that. I won't say that I say here when, oh, it's going to be a gauntlet match. I'm just saying you knew that it was going to be some kind of hoop for Cena to jump through to get to to Vince McMahon. The best part of that whole thing to me was watching Vince try to hide the ring bell behind his back. <laughs> no, I, lo- I like that part, but I also like Mark Henry sitting down there like, nah, man, don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Take yeah. the bell. Like, get this. I walk out. Batista comes around. Bam! Spears Mark Henry. I'm like, yo, I haven't seen that in years. But I mean, you knew it was going to be what you knew it was going to be a, a gimmick, you know. Yeah, I mean, kind of like, kind of like the last time they did it in '06 before WrestleMania, where it was um Triple H and Vince versus Cena and um ACK. Well, kind of like SmackDown versus Raw 2010 storyline. Which one, the um Brand Warfare? Whichever one it is where you wrestle Vince. I don't remember which one it was. I haven't played in a long time. Where you wrestle Vince? Yeah. Oh no, I know which one that is. That's um the creative wrestler one. Were you yeah. by Santino, Zeke, and um, Kozlov in the beginning? I don't remember. Yeah, that, that's, that's what that was. That's a creative wrestler one. You know, uh, it, yeah. I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, on the topic of, of guys that I think are are the best heel right now, I, I got to give it up to Batista. Like, the uh, Dave Batista as the oh, no, heel. No, 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 JJ, you got the name wrong. It's the Kanye Westista. The Kanye Westista. I, I'm still partial to uh, Deacon Batista, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm still partial to either one of you said that in front of me, whip your ass, Batista. <laughs> <laughs> Just call the name. He would take your leg off and beat you with it. And I'm telling you right now, that is, I am so happy for Batista. And I got to tell you, I'm glad you brought him up. I said this on WrestlingNewsLive.tk. I watched the, the video wrong side. Of t- RVD does a great job. But Batista steals the fucking show on that movie. And I said, I said when they announced, literally two weeks after that movie had hit hit shelves, they announced that he was going to star in a high-budget WWE film. The reason why is because they saw him in this movie and said, holy shit, he's better than any WWE actor we've had so far. Except The Rock. But that's besides the point. I, I, I tell you, I think he did a better job than The Rock. 
You know what? Batista, a lot of people hate on Batista. They gag whenever Batista comes out. They throw up a little in their mouth. But you know what? Ever since this whole Batista turning to Kanye West thing sort of actually came into fruition. I have always liked Batista. I guess like, I'm one of the ones. No, I always liked Batista. I'm sorry. I liked Batista from when he was with Devon back in, I think it was 03. Yep. Yeah, I liked Batista. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed his wrestling. I mean, his face run got stale. We all knew this. It didn't. It wasn't as fresh as it could have been. But when he turned heel, once he turned against Rey Mysterio, excuse me, this might be a little. He doesn't want to be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) When he turned, when he turned, it was like, wow, this new dynamic. Batista. I say that. I say that. I say that to JJ in the pre-show meeting every night before we do wrestling news live. (laughs) That's a good thing to say. You know, you know, like you see that whole dynamic change, and you get the, him with the spotlight and everything coming out, changing the changing the intro and everything is like so beautifully done. It's like I think the WWE has hit the nail on the head with with four things: John Cena changing him into this, you know, dominant but I can get easily shut up character. Now, Batista with his whole "It's all about me." Forget about you. Forget about you. It's about me. Yeah, Brian Danielson in NXT they got they got that on the nail in the head they got they they hit the nail in the head with that one like it's brilliant that one is particularly the most brilliant storyline I've ever seen and Edge versus Jericho which is brilliant under its own right just because of like how Edge is such a dynamic face of heel character no matter who he is he gets cheered or booed but it's like it's you don't know what you want because look at SmackDown you look at you look at Edge and he's like. The spear chance, let's be real, is pretty fun. And like spear, 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 spear. It's pretty good. Uh, well, man, we're gonna let you get out of here so we can take another couple calls before we have to call tonight. Yeah, sure. I gotta go to bed. I got school in the morning, nine o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> past your bedtime, man. What the hell? Hey, see? I know. I'm 22 years old. I don't have a bedtime. I just need to go to sleep. Hey, man. CJ, let me say this. Thank you for actually bringing us back on track with Raw. I appreciate that. You know, it's a good thing I watched. Raw mostly because of that. Now I gotta go. Home. Now I gotta come back tomorrow. Go on YouTube and watch Impact so I can talk about both shows tomorrow. Well, I'm telling you, after you see Impact, you're gonna think to yourself, "Holy shit, JJ and the Redneck were right." Impact- no, actually, I saw a little bit. I saw enough of Impact to actually say that you know what, Impact always had an A game. It's just that they just needed to become coherent, and they became coherent tonight. How it's but they have a penchant of fucking things up. So if they don't fuck this up, they can actually be in between one and two and not have to worry about beating WWE. They don't need to beat WWE, but their biggest test to come will be September when Monday Night Football begins and when the wrestling fans start to turn over from the ESPN. And that's going to be the biggest test. Uh, I'm a Chief fan. We don't ever play on Monday night, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Giants fan, unfortunately. So I'm going to get going. Y'all take your phone calls. Have fun. I'm going to check the archive for the rest of the show later. And, well, everybody, peace. Plug the lounge before you go. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow um, we're going to we're gonna do a little quote-unquote roundtable on the lounge between myself, Chris, One Man X, and maybe the trade dog making a little bit of an appearance tomorrow, you know, based on his schedule. I'm just saying, to talk Raw and Impact, to see where these two shows need to go in order to actually bring back the quote-unquote 
Monday Night Wars, which I don't even think is a war. I just think it's I'm going to start show. charging you motherfuckers for my personal appearances. You know what I'm willing to pay? And damn every show on the internet. Hey, man, you want to come on and chat about... I want to chat about the money. Exactly. It's all about the money. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, Trey. You become bigger than the network. I have that feature. I'm playing. I'm playing. All right, man. Hang on a second. Let me say this now. Before I allow the trade dog to go on another show, you're going to have to do something for me, CJ. I'll do it. I want you to do this right now. Okay. I want you to speak into the microphone. Show me the money! Show me the money! Oh! the money! It's all about me helping you. You help me help you. <laughs> I scratch your back, you scratch mine, and we all get it going on, because it's all about the hustle, man. Uh, all right, CJ, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, peace. All right, that was CJ Bowman, guys. And actually, I think we've got one of our final phone calls of the night. Welcome to WNL. Who is this? Hey, guys, it's the Worldwide Phenomenon. Haven't been on the network in a couple of weeks, so I thought I'd uh, call in on the big double Impact Raw premiere tonight. Worldwide phenomenon. Who the fuck is Internet Dave? Who the fuck is Internet Dave? Wouldn't you love to know? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still not sure myself some of the time, I think. Dave, I need to talk to you after the show. Okay, no problem. Because I got an idea for something I'd like for you to do. Okay, sounds good. And then well, don't, uh, don't anybody take that the wrong fucking way, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> about... Oh, you sick fucks. I'm talking about wrestling radio-related. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Possibly, yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk after the show. For cool. sure. But, uh, guys, um, I uh, just watched the replay of, of Raw on the score, so I haven't really seen a lot of, of impact. Did they announce any further matches for Destination X when it came to AJ and, and I don't know, like a, a rematch of the tag match or defending the belt? or Did that come up? Uh, the tag belts will be defended. Um, it'll be uh, the tag champs versus Beer Money. Um, we also got Shannon Moore versus uh, Doug Williams. Is it Doug Williams or Dave Williams? Doug, Doug Williams. Williams. It's going to be uh, Shannon Moore versus Doug Williams for the X Division title. Well, I kind of noticed that out of the corner of my eye. It's like, why is Shannon Moore, of all people, come down and just beating the hell out of all the X Division guys? And now apparently getting a title shot. Where did the hell did that come from? Well, it's like I said in the chat room. Eric Bischoff, or Bischoff, runs the motherfucker. <laughs> he, he can give anybody a title shot he wants. If he wants to give it to his grandma, she can have it if he says so. He's the boss. You know, and he's, he wants to amp up the X Division, give it a shot of adrenaline. There you go. Well, I mean, I was talking in the chat room uh, a few hours ago, guys. When it, came, when it comes to what they did with Mick Foley and Jeff Jarrett, the whole plan they had before January 4th, they were in that country bar kind of figuring out what they were going to do. Like, you have shares, I have shares. Are we really going to let uh, Bischoff and, and Hogan take over? And, and then suddenly, this past Thursday on Impact, which I thought was a horrible show, uh, Mick Foley's taking etiquette lessons, and, uh, and <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's agreeing to be a janitor just to uh, keep himself employed. Yeah, what, what about the big, what about the big war of past versus current? Whatever, what like it was pathetic. Yeah, I I think they just last week they didn't know what to do and they just went in a bad direction. Right. Same thing with the women. 
Same thing with the women's. I didn't see a lot of what happened tonight, but I mean, suddenly uh, Daphne, who hasn't been able to win a match in six months, suddenly dominates Tara and ODB, I believe. And she makes her presence felt tonight, too. Oh, okay. I'll have to look for that. But just suddenly these jobbers out of nowhere get these opportunities, and, and I think the, the beautiful people started to dominate again. And it just, I, I mean, it, it's hard to recycle the same at eight wrestlers in a, in a women's division because eventually they have to, if they go to the top and fall to the bottom, I don't know, maybe they have to recycle themselves back to the top again. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, tonight's show, when you watch it, is laid out perfectly. I mean, tonight was the the best, more the best structured show they've had, and as long as I can remember. And they got everybody on TV that needed to be on TV. Oh, okay, they, good. And they weren't forced down your throat either. Good. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I just got through Raw, so I'm waiting for for Impact to be loaded up onto the illegal torrent website so i can watch it but uh it yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out i don't know what this whole van damme sting thing is but we'll have to check that out as well yeah i think it'll end up being worth the price of admission cool excellent all right guys well just uh hang on let you wrap it up and, and trey will uh we'll chat afterwards all right buddy all right sounds good dave cool internet dave ladies and gentlemen uh what a show we had tonight a lot of tna talk and you know what? Although we're free, we even went 40 extra minutes. We didn't shut off right at the two-hour mark because, you know, we have to. Well, we had, we were demanded by the listeners. People wanted to talk. They wanted their, their opinions known. They wanted their, uh, their voices heard. And, and by God, we gave them what they wanted. Chris Cash was on Wrestling News Live. Holy shit. I know. And, and even, you know, uh, here's one for you. Not only do we have Chris Cash on Wrestling News Live, uh, we've even been playing commercials from uh, Wild Talk Radio Network. What the fuck's up with that? I know there was a tornado close to here today, but God damn it, I can't go through an ice storm. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said earlier, I know that we made a lot of enemies in this business, but at the same time, sometimes you make friends in this business, too. So Sometimes... It's good to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That's true. So think of that, too. That's true, but uh, it is time to end the show. And uh, I do believe last week you had the Song of the Night duties. So I think we're going to alien. We're going to we're like we're going to switch this up every other week. You know, one week it's you, the next week it's me. So uh, I guess it's it's my turn to do Song of the Night tonight. And I guess with doing. Song of the night. I guess I have to do the Trey Dog Song of the Night. Song yeah. of the Night. It's time for the motherfucking Song of the Night. Yeah. And uh, you know what, guys? My Song of the Night. I I have really gotten into this band, and you probably hear me do this all the time on uh, on Plugged In or even Sunday Night Showdown. But Mine's lately, guess it is. I have I've definitely gotten behind Rock Sugar, and uh, in fact, I'm actually in the process, I sent an email out today, and uh, I'm in the process of talking with the press agent, I did get a reply, and I'm working out the details, and it looks like I might very soon be getting an interview with Rock Sugar, which I'm going to try and put on Plugged In, or excuse me, Unplugged, 
and I think that's going to be fun when we do that because uh, these guys really do rock. So with that said, I'm well, going to close. Before, before you start now, before you start, I, I got I to gotta do some plugs. All right. So we want to make sure and plug, unplug tomorrow night. We want to plug uh, Carnage Crew tomorrow night. Yep. You'll listen to the Carnage Crew show on the same player you're listening to us on right now. So just come here, join the chat room, and listen to Carnage Crew tomorrow night. What time is it? Uh, what time is it? The schedule is is uh, right there in chat. I don't have the actual time. I know that they uh, they end right before I go on the air, like 40... I want to say 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. Uh, don't forget about uh, the Pro Wrestling Rewind on Saturday. Don't forget on Sunday we have the Ministry of Slam. Uh, we don't have any... Uh, pay-per-views, so no Sunday Night Showdown or Quick Picks for the next few weeks. Um, also want to mention uh, WrestlingNewsLive.tk, about to get a major facelift. You won't believe it till you see it. Um, and the band that is going to record the first ever Wrestling News Live-specific theme song, you can check them out on their website, VoodooVegas.com, and there's a nice link on the uh, Wrestling News Live page. But, uh, yeah, make sure you check out VoodooVegas.com, the official band of Wrestling News Live. And let's not forget our good friends, our partners over at www.FromHeadlocksToHeadlines.com, the official news source of uh, SundayNightShowdown.com. And Chris Cash for uh, putting some headlines up and promoting for us on WrestleZone.com. Absolutely. So with that said, I think that's all the plugs. I'll catch you guys tomorrow night for another live edition of Unplugged. Uh, the player we're going to use, I'm, I might be using Ustream tomorrow, but if it screws up, then we're going to use the Shoutcast stream. I'll definitely have more information tomorrow night, so uh, stay tuned. You know, the, the same bat time, same bat channel, 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 uh, Mountain Standard Time. With that said, guys, we're going to kick it out of here with Song of the Night. JSK, take it away for us, buddy. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. Happy birthday, Travis.